0: Every single politician, they're running on the idea of they are the solution to the problem they themselves have created, and you're expected to vote accordingly versus to the people like me. It's kind of like, I'm tired of this. Politicians, you are the problem, and you are not the solution to the problem you have created. Welcome to the All-American
1: Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said.
0: So that intro right there was probably, uh, I thought when I was listening to that, it was going to be a little bit more, uh, upbeat 80s synth wave. That was like the most disappointing, It's just going like to the entire time. That was really disappointing. That's what happens when we don't do like post and pre-show editing, we just do it live. So it's kind of like, you, sometimes you do good. Sometimes you like, you bomb it like that. Like it was very anticlimactic. So for a return show, it's like, oh, this is going to be good. Like get everybody amped up. And it's like, oh, what a disappointment like my penis. Anyway, (laughs) Ah, what's going on, folks? Welcome back to the All American Savage Show podcast. I'm your host, John Burke, freshly returned from uh, Peru, and uh, glad to be back here with you. Apparently, I missed a lot in the political world. I saw bits and pieces on Twitter of what was going on, uh, and then watching the news and things like that. So it was kind of like I have a a basic grasp, uh, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to look into some more of these stories, and I'm not going to lie, Hawaii being right there in the center, Um, I'm not laughing at what they experienced, but I'm just going to come out and say it. Hawaii overwhelmingly voted for Joe Biden. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, you deserve these. I'm not saying that. It's disgusting. I would not wish that on anybody. But the lack of response, the lack of care from this Biden administration, this is what you voted for. This is exactly what you voted for. Now, I'm not a Trump fan, but you voted for Biden over Trump. You voted for a vegetable over Donald Trump, who we know. Look, again, I'm not a Trump fan. Josh can attest to this, but Trump would get on this. Trump was there for what was the hurricane? And um, oh, God, where he threw the paper towels. And everybody jumped on him for that one. Was it uh, the was Puerto- it Puerto Rico? Yeah. That Was that the incident? Because there's a few. Was Trump responded.
1: Was it Ian? I, for, I forget which Something one it was. Like I don't
0: know. But I know Puerto Rico mayor, she like was like uh, hiding pallets of water. Trump would have like jumped on this. But I'm also gonna say like any president would do the right thing as far as like, look, let's get them the assets they need. Let's get them bailed out fiscally. Let's get I mean, my God, even DeSantis talks about when Hurricane Hillary, the massive disappointment that was off the uh, West coast of California, he said, we're standing by ready to go, which is awesome to see. Because I mean, there are some governors out there. I'd be like, you know, Gavin Newsom, You get what you vote for, so dig yourself out of that one. But DeSantis said, we're standing by to help. I think any respectable person out there, that's the status quo. That's the standard to say, look, we're going to be there to help our fellow Americans. But with what Biden has done in Hawaii, the lack of just action, the lack of commenting, and I know that we don't need comments from the president on everything. But look, when you've got a massive uh, national disaster, such as in Hawaii, And your response is no comment right off the bat. I'm just kind of like, what the hell is going on? This This is Joe Biden, folks. So Hawaii, look, again, the elections have consequences. What did you think you were voting for? Your hatred for Donald Trump put you in this position now where you've got an administration that doesn't give a fuck about you. They don't care. But good job. Good job. Now, it's funny to me because there's a lot of, like, speculation going on about this. All the billionaire houses over there, untouched. Untouched. They're fine. Now, I'm not saying this is a scam to, like, freaking go after there and, like, they talked about burning off a lot of land. So these insurance companies are going to be like, hey, we'll buy it off you at, like, a lower cost. I don't know. I haven't looked that much into it. There's a lot of speculation going on around this thing. But, it, it man, it's it's appalling. It, and now there was there's speculation talking about that it was a... Uh, <laughs> It was a government laser that started these fires. I I just don't know. Jewish lasers. Jewish space lasers. Might as well attribute it to that. I don't know. But anyway, welcome back to the show, the All-American Savage Show podcast. Uh, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. Uh, glad to have you back here with us. And look, if you like the show, you can uh, make sure you subscribe over on iTunes for 99 cents a month. That's the, you get the access to the subscriber only audio, which is really good. We take the calls, do the debates, do all kinds of stuff. That's there. And then you can go check us out on kick.com/slash John Burke. And then uh, if you like, you know, shellshock uh, cbd.com. My thoughts on Vivek. Andy Rasil has got him on the show, and Andy's already hit me up the uh, the text. He's like, you know, I'm 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 seeing this, this like Vivek's a fraud. Vivek also openly said that he is running to torpedo DeSantis. He's gunning for Trump's VP slot. But look, this is nothing new. We knew this. This is nothing new. I mean, everybody, every single one of those people that are running outside of DeSantis knows they're running for VP slot. We know this. Vivek just basically states the obvious. But what really baffles me, though, and this wasn't the direction I wanted to take the show, but whatever, we'll just do it. Um, Vivek, uh, I've got an article on this guy that I want to talk about who basically accepted Soros' money. He accepted Soros' scholarship. Vivek is deeply rooted in big pharma. This guy has flip-flopped on Trump. Like, not that long ago, He on January 6th, he blamed Trump for January 6th. Then he suddenly changes his tune. Now, look everyone has the right to change their mind. I'm not trying to take that from people. Certainly not. But what I do take issue with is it's the timing in which you change your mind. It, it, it coincides, coincidentally, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, with a certain, uh, certain somebody starting to gain popularity or announcing a presidential run. Then, Then your opinion suddenly shifts. So it's not the fact that you actually had your mind changed. What changed your mind realistically is the person that you are loyal to, which is not the truth. You're loyal to the person above truth, which those are people I have no respect for. None like Josh can vote Trump. I got no beef with that. Josh is not also one of those guys. He's not like that. What pisses me off are the motherfuckers that will basically at one point say, oh, DeSantis was such a good person. And then suddenly, oh, he's a horrible person. Josh has never done that. That's why I respect his opinion, because Josh is at least consistent with his beliefs. These other people, like Cat Turd and the rest of these losers, you turn around and you trash DeSantis. And I'm just kind of like, well, uh, like before he announced his presidency, you were singing his praises. That's, that's the type of mental inconsistency I have no respect for. None. There are many Trump voters that I still, I love, I have no issue with. None. But it's the motherfuckers that are so just slimy and slippery. I fucking hate you. Blah. Are we streaming on Rumble? I hope so. Yeah. Oh, no, we're not. Hold on. Let me reboot it. but. But those are the ones I can't stand. The inconsistencies there are just so annoying to me. Now we're streaming on Rumble. For some reason, it didn't go through. I don't know why. Weird. But yeah, that's the stuff. I can't stand that stuff. Like just the, seeing the people that were once the biggest fanboys. And I don't know why that bothers me so much. But And more so in the sense of like, I think Vivek Ramaswamy is kind of like the archetype of that. He He is the archetype of, I'm going to say one thing that I probably think his, his views were rooted in popularity. It's kind of like, well, the overwhelming popular opinion is that Donald Trump was to blame for January 6th. Now, again, if you listen to the show, I'm not voting Donald Trump, but Trump was not responsible for January 6th. He wasn't. I, I, we, again, we streamed the, uh, the speech I was watching on Twitch before they booted me off their platform because they're all full of gay, trans nonsensical bullshit. Unicorn fairies and all kinds of crap over there. And not once, not once did Donald Trump incite that riot. Was it a a smart move to set him down there? No, it was a dumb fucking move. You walked right into Pelosi's trap. She knew. The Wicked Witch of the West fucking knew. And then there were fed plants in the audience. What's his ray Epps? And it was kind of like, Donald Trump, and this, is, this also blows back on Trump, though, for being so smart about draining the swamp. You walked right into a fucking trap, which makes me question your ability to lead. And I think that is a very normal and honest opinion to have. Now I have to question your ability to lead and prevent people from falling into traps. And also with that, you know, I'm not going to go into this, but this is Vivek Ramaswamy who blamed Trump for this. And then says, oh, it's not Trump who then said he was misquoted for saying 9-11 was an inside job. He's like, no, no, I was talking about January 6th. I'm noticing a lot of things about this guy that he like, he's so slimy. It's like most politicians, though. He is, but he has no no record, none. He's never ran yeah. for anything. So it's kind of like if that's how you are right off the bat, Bro, you're already way ahead of the game. Like, you know how to play this game, which means I really don't trust you. I yeah. really don't. There's a difference to say, for example, like the Dan Crenshaw's who going into it, you were kind of like, okay, he doesn't know what he's doing. And then you see now he's learning how to play the game. It's like, no, I really don't trust you. So it's kind of like, I trusted you before, just to, just to, just this modicum of, of trust. But now it's like, oh, hell no. Hell no. But I do love how these libertarian pages and a lot of these big conservative pages, like DC Traino, though, and this is this is the uh, the political this is the political tactics they take, folks. Now they are endorsing Vivek because they know that Vivek number one is going to like basically it's going to be Vivek and, and um, DeSantis in the debates, which I think are tonight or tomorrow. Uh, you don't know, have to look it up. I have to look it know. up. But they're backing Vivek because Vivek right now is essentially they're trying to use Vivek to knock DeSantis out of the race. Because DeSantis is Trump's number one opponent. Vivek has already basically said he will accept a VP nomination. So Vivek right now is running based upon this. He has tried to torpedo DeSantis, but this guy flip-flops more. But notice that Vivek does not really go after Trump. He does not go after Trump that much. If you're, you know, trying to get a VP spot, then you're not going to do that. Exactly.
1: You know, I don't think you should do it anyway. Because it just, it, it never works out for people who throw punches at Trump. It just doesn't work out for you.
0: Yeah, I think in general, though, like, well, DeSantis' new ad, like, DeSantis is changing course on his campaign from what I'm seeing. His new ad. Yeah,
1: his campaign uh, is all over the place. Like,
0: Yeah, that, I will admit that DeSantis' campaign is lackluster. He has tried to do, and you know, I can't fault him for this. He did, he's trying to do the straight and narrow. Like, I don't want to throw a lot of punches, but his new ad, have you seen it? No. Where he goes after Trump, uh, basically flip-flopping on Hillary Clinton. Oh, it's not good. Like, okay, he's like, now we're getting into the fucking weed. Now DeSantis is starting to throw some punches. And we're going to see, because it's an entire, like, two-minute spiel of how Donald Trump talked about, like, well, you you going to be in jail. And then he talks about how he praises her. And he gives clips of him at actual ceremonies. like actually, in, like, 2018, 2019, standing up and applauding, say, they're good people. It's just like, what the fuck?
1: I think that was him just trying to, you know, reach out an
0: Olive Branch, right?
1: Trying to say, okay. It's Why would you want this? to reach out
0: an Olive Branch to people that basically wanted to I destroy know. you? I don't know. I mean, Fuck I wouldn't have done it. I yeah, mean, absolutely. She's, a,
1: she's, she's a a con. Con. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest about it. But I think that was him just trying to, you know, work with, uh, you know. That was like so yeah. random. I was like, okay,
0: we're going. All right, we'll, we'll do that. Just trying to work with everybody. But it's, you Fuck know, them. a snake is a snake. I, a snake. But that also calls into question his ability to judge. Yeah. It's like, bro, you uh, keep extending these supposed olive branches. Okay, these I, don't, people, I don't
1: agree with everything that he did in his presidency. Yes, you but do. You, for you for you the invalid. most part. Yeah,
0: everything you've agreed. You, you, you know, we were say, no, a wealthier country,
1: a safer country under his and leadership. And then he destroyed it. Uh, you know, I just can't see say that he destroyed the country from a virus that was conjured up in a Wuhan lab. Well, yeah,
0: I can, I can agree with that one. But he also empowered Fauci. I mean, had that
1: not happened, mm-hmm. you know, there's no telling where we would be right now. And the fact that they're uh, yeah, trying I to drum with- up.
0: But at the, the, same, the mask same
1: again, trying to get everybody to wear a mask. Oh, you gotta wear a mask. It's election season. You gotta wear a mask.
0: Yeah, that's coming back up. I got a, yeah, I got an article on go suck
1: a bag of dicks. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: We're not doing it. No. We're not fucking doing it. Nope. Not even if there's a fire. But to go back to Ramaswamy though. Like this guy, he's the, there's just I'm telling you folks, this guy is not someone that you want to vote for. He is a fraud.
1: I feel like but that's I most hope, of these politicians though. Yeah. It's like who I hope Andy. I hope, Andy, I hope Andy grills get?
0: him. I hope Andy fucking actually grows this guy. He said he would. He
1: comes so we'll across say. as very likable. Oh, of course. Cool. Yeah. Me. I mean, when he, when I first yeah. heard him, what
0: politician isn't though?
1: Yeah. When I first heard him, you know, he came like liked everything that he said. I'm like, all right, yeah. this guy could be. Uh, he could be a, a challenger. Man, but to see his background, to see some now, of the stuff that kind, like those tweets that you had uh, yeah. put back out, mm-hmm. and then the fact that he was like, uh, oh, you know, the TPP. Yep. That kind of stuff. He was. was also talking about wanting like, to put why? a
0: a death tax. That basically right. prevents aristocracy from, it's like, oh my God. Like it's the more that this guy talks, the more he sounds like a leftist. And I'm just like, man, and, and it, you know, and this is, uh this is man. I wasn't gonna talk about this on today's show. This is John Burke saying, I wasn't going to talk about this. Um, I think I'm done with the GOP. I think I'm done. I've been done with the GOP. I mean, I'm, I'm like, a, I'm no, I'm, no, I mean, to the point that I'm not voting for him anymore. I'm done. It's like, well, I think. And let me, let me tell you a story real quick, folks i referenced this person before on the show, and his name was Alcibades. Alcibades was an Athenian kid that was basically sent to Sparta to be raised in their military training camp. But Alcibades, and this is a historically known figure, and I love his story because of this. He had such a deeply rooted love for Athens. He was was a very very, uh, high commendable Athenian. I mean, he came from the aristocracy. He was rich. But at the same token, I got to stop saying that. But he was raised in the Spartan Goggi. He went through the Spartan training. This guy was charismatic. He was very handsome, intelligent, articulate. He was known in the military for military prowess and leadership, and then he went into the political political arena. Stephen Pressfield actually writes a fictional account of Alcibades, I forget the name of the book, but it's a very good book of the story of who Alcibades was. Alcibades basically got so powerful in Athens because he did so good for the Athenian people that he went, I think it was to invade uh, Italy. I mean, it's been years since I actually read the book, but he was going to invade Italy. And then while he was out, uh, and I think it failed, but while he was out trying to do that, essentially the Athenian government rose up and exiled him while he was out working for Athens or just conquering for Athens. And they exiled him, called him a traitor, all kinds of stuff. And then this guy says, okay, I'm gonna go to Sparta and I'm going to burn your city to the ground because I love you so much. I'm going to root out the bullshit that has infected you. Like if Athens once stood for democracy, it stood for the freedom of the people, but instead he's talked about the wealthy got too powerful. You become too corrupt. He's like, now it's time to destroy you. And so he helped the Spartans go to war with Athens in the Peloponnesian war. And I'm getting a lot of the stuff. I'm paraphrasing a lot of these things. I would highly suggest you look into this. Now, the reason I say this, folks, is I feel the same. And it doesn't mean I'm voting on the left. I'm voting center. I'm done. I'm done with the GOP. The GOP chairwoman should be fired. I think that she doesn't even represent the party accordingly. And this is the other reason why I don't like towing party lines. This is the other reason why I think parties and collectives usually fail. And the GOP has become so spineless, so cowardly, that you stand on literally no principle. You have Matt Gates out there pimping to the Barbie audience, which I don't care, but if you're going to sit there and say that you are conservative, you are this, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then you're out there pandering to Hollywood, walking the red carpet lines. It makes me question like, what do you actually stand for? And again, I am not for, you know, if you want to go see it, go see it. I don't care, but don't represent yourself one way and then do something different because then I've got no respect for you. Me personally, I would just take the approach like, look, if you want to go see it, I don't care. If it's a man hating movie, I don't care. It doesn't affect me. If you want to go spend your money on it, by all means, I don't care. What I care about, though, is the culture of stop trying to target children with LGBT bullshit propaganda. That's what I care about. Everything else, yes, look, let's just be honest. We see Barbie makes a lot of movies because apparently it's a man-hating. I don't know. Does it really affect me? No, folks, any of us. How does it directly affect you? It doesn't. It doesn't. Is it going to influence the culture? Probably slightly a little bit, yes. I would say Yes. But I also feel like, you know, I see a lot of these posts about these people talking about like modern dating and I do it too, but I put my two cents into it. But like taking these very weird approaches to how like men should be more degrading to women, yada, yada, yada. And I feel like these are the influencing things in our culture that creates this very just uh, this hatred between men and women in the dating world, like the Andrew Tate's versus the pearls and all this other stuff. And you look at this like, but look at these individuals, Are you even happy or are you making money causing this? Are you making money causing the division? And they are. It's what gets their name in the headlines. It's what gets people talking about them, going on interviews, pushing product, monetizing it. It's it's, it's poetically brilliant if you think about it. But does this directly affect you? No, it really doesn't unless you allow it to unless you take on that persona, unless you take on that ideology they are selling you. Then let's not even joke about this. Hustle University with This is a selling thing. They are selling you a mindset. And it's not uncommon. Everyone does it. First one comes to mind is uh, David Goggins. Hard to kill. It's a mindset. He is Sandy Versilla. It's selling you a mindset. Their mindset. Which there's nothing wrong with that. But where the 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 right versus wrong comes into it is what is it? the components of what are they selling you? That's the issue. So I feel like a lot of people are selling you uh, in a in an honest manner, but they're selling you being unfulfilled. They are selling you um, just toxicity, to be unhappy, to view the opposite sex in a very derogatory manner whether you're Tate or anybody else, they are selling you unhappiness and people are buying it in mass. They are, bu- and I think the biggest ones, and this is why I feel like it's, it's a very important thing. The biggest ones that are buying it are the kids, the youth. Look at how many, if you look at the, the average Andrew Tate fan, the average Aunt Logan Paul, the rest of these, these morons out there, they're kids, they're impressionable kids. Those are the ones consuming this content because they've number one not figured out who they are because what actual influences do we have in this world that are good for for alpha men what what major influencers do you have out there that are actually good for alpha for kids that are alpha men to teach them how to be a good man should be your father should be your father I agree there but in the cultural world because look culture does it's a I big think thing. Anytime
1: you try to step outside of your family to yeah. look for guidance for your children. Yeah. That's your first mistake. I agree. You got to be your role. Your, your, I would say, no I would say go I'm to the my word role model, go to the word. When my kid talks yeah. about me or my kids talk about me to their mm-hmm. friend. Like I am their role model. Yeah. I know that I am because that's I good. hear them say that to their friends. So that's, good. that's where it
0: needs to be. Yeah. So, but for those, for those kids that don't have that father figure in their life, where do they go? And there, and there is, there is a lot of influence in the cultural world on our children. You know that they go to, even in private school, I'd imagine they come home talking about like maybe a movie, a song, something that's trending in the kids' worlds. And those things have influence on them. And for young boys, where are they getting this influence of, say, for example, the John Waynes, the, the, uh, the up and coming, um, I shouldn't say up and coming the, just the good men, the good cowboy, the good, the good, uh, the good cop. Where do we have that? It doesn't exist anymore. It's become our culture has become so polluted, polluted, so polluted, man, so polluted. But where are these kids getting these examples from for masculinity? Andrew Tate, and I'm just going to look. I don't care about Tate. I think he says some good things and he says some really stupid things. Like he talks about like all these women like oh, it's haram, blah, blah blah blah. But bro, you've you stuck your deck in everything that moves in a butthole. Like what are you talking about? Which I don't care. That's your right to do. But don't sit there and be such a misogynist and be like, oh, well, you know, I could do uh, treat women like this. And they're running this, these rings of porn stuff. I'm like, um but how is that good? How is that anything masculine? But whatever. I think these arguments I really don't care about because honestly, they just don't affect me. I don't watch Jocko. I don't watch Goggins. I don't watch tape because I don't need that crap in my life. I don't need, I shouldn't say crap, just what they're, what they're selling. I don't need it. I've got my own and it works. It all works. If you're a grown ass man and you're putting food on the table and you're taking care of your kids, your wives, yourselves, you've already got it. You don't need to buy into somebody else's bullshit. Just do your own thing. Maybe that's what I should sell people. Stop fucking buying into bullshit. I don't know. But back to Vivek Ramaswamy, (laughs) we just, we took a totally different direction there. Um... Yeah, the military used to be a place. It's not anymore. I'd, I'd actually made a tweet uh, a few nights ago and a gentleman countered me and he was actually correct. Uh, the question was, do, where do you see America in a war with Russia? And I told him, "It's like, post, I'm sorry, pre-Iraq, we had trained that the Russian army was the the greatest, that's the one, the Russia and China. Well, actually, I'm sorry, it's North Korea, the rock army. We'd always trained that the big red bear is the one we should be afraid of. Because if it comes to another world war, whether it be on their or our soil, it's going to be World War II style mixed with some World War I trench warfare. It will be a battle of casualties. But seeing how Russia and Ukraine has panned out, the big red bear is toothless. The only thing they have is nuclear weapons. But anyway, my response to the, the, the person's tweet was, I think America would outright destroy Russia. Now, it wouldn't be an easy battle. Of course not. But based upon seeing Ukraine holding back Russia in certain fronts with hand-me-down weapons of American munitions and technology, and they're getting the bottom of our barrel. They're not getting the top. I will admit that. But basically how they've held off the Russian army. And people are going to say, well, John, uh, Putin didn't throw everything he had. Putin threw a lot at them. Putin knew the situation he just went through, a hard winter was going to happen you can ask napoleon you can ask the rest of these dudes out there who says do not go to war in europe wherever it's at in winter don't do it it's it's it will destroy you what did putin do you couldn't take kiev winter hits everything's iced over you got no maneuverability you're stuck we saw this in world war ii in europe you saw it in world war one so yeah putin knew i'm gonna launch this i'm gonna launch this assault i better take this thing as fast as i can i thought 72 hours and he would have Kiev. I was wrong. Many of us were wrong. And I'm kind of like, wow, I'm kind of impressed that Kiev or that Ukraine has held out, but still. So, my, the reason I tell you all this is that was my answer to the gentleman. And a person retweeted and responded. He said, I agree partially. He's like, but you also forget one thing the current state of affairs of the United States Army and the military. I'm like, ah, well put, good point. Because he says, you're a different breed. And look, this is not saying kind of like, I am not my grandfather's generation. Everybody says, oh, you're not as tough as we. we walked up hills. Yeah, I get that, 100%. Like World War II, those types of dudes, yeah, that, was the, that was the cream of the crop, the greatest generation. But they also eaten a lot better caliber food. You know, we've been conditioned to the cultural norms around us and what technology has basically created in us, which is a bunch of fat asses. But still, um, you look at the current state of affairs the United States military, and that guy has a point do I see these? Cause Gen Z is now in the middle. That's Gen Z. Millennials are kind of in charge, but they're getting phased out. And well, now they're going to be in charge for a little bit while longer in leadership positions, but this is Gen Z now. And Gen Z is hundred percent way weaker than any other generation out there. It's not your fault. That's our generation's fault. And our generation's, uh, grandparent, uh, Gen X boomers. There's a lot of fault to be played here. But do I think the contempor- a contemporary military could go against Russia and win? I don't. I don't. I think these kids are going to get led to the slaughter. I think American sons and daughters that through no fault of the parenting and how you raised them. You, you, did, you did. You did. I mean, the fact they even wanted to join the military. Well, you should have raised them better on that one. <laughs> i tell my kids, Nope. Nope, don't do it. Don't and do I'll tell it. you why. Not that I hate the military. I hate what's infected the military. It
1: doesn't. It's not the same thing it's as not. it used to be.
0: No, you're not fighting for patriotism. No, you're not. Don't think for a second that you're fighting for Americans' freedom because you're not. And that's and they will look at you and they will propaganda, propagandize that and say, "Oh, you're just not a patriot. You, you don't have any fight left in you." It's like actually, it's quite the opposite, and you don't even realize it. It's the guys like I, I look. Um, I think it was uh, my my buddy who runs 18 Alpha posted a meme, and it was like this woman like laying on a guy's. Uh, shoulder and she's got it like kind of like tired eyes and he's just kind of looking up the sky kind of rolling his eyes and, it, and the meme was the guy looking up the sky rolling his eyes says Vietnam veterans and then the woman is Afghanistan veterans we're just kind of like the Vietnam veterans like we told you we fucking told you guys but you didn't listen so it's funny because that's how I see it like we like every Vietnam veteran forget the experience it's just kind of like the betrayal it's like I look him in the eyes like yeah. I get you man I get you yeah And that's such a disgusting way to be about the country that both of us, both of our generations signed up to fight and defend out of love, love of country. So now to sit there and take the, to juxtapose where I was before, it hurts, but that's what patriotism is. It's going against your government when your government is wrong. And folks, our government's been wrong for a very long time. And the reason I feel this way is I don't want to see you dying for these rich elites that don't give a shit about you they don't give a damn about you. It's not about freedom. It's not about democracy. It's about power. It's about achieving more of it. That's what Ukraine is. Whether it be from Putin, whether it be from Biden, there is some high level motherfucker up there that is wanting to get richer off of your blood. And the more I travel, man, the more it's been opened up my eyes to see how many cultures do not have it good. Coming back from Peru, Loved it. Interesting experience. Would I want to go back? No, I don't like third world countries. I'll be honest. The the lack of technology and it's not their fault. It's the leadership fault that kept them down. But the same token, they elected it or it was put in power. And it's like, but you also didn't overthrow it. There's a lot of blame to go around on stuff. Like I go on these vacations, dude, and I get so fucking in my head that I can't enjoy it half the time because I'm wondering the political landscape, how did they get to this point? Why are they still living like this? Because there is a better life out there. But then I go into counterpose that of like, well, what is better, John? Do you think this is better? It's like, well, yeah. But at the same token, look at the shit that we see every day. Our, our social media, what we are like. I do like, I do like plumbing, <laughs> I, mean, I like to pull up blushes and
1: clean drinking water.
0: Fair enough. I will counter you with absolutely yes. There are certain amenities something, that I will, <laughs> Something about taking a nice shower, hot shower. I am not, yes. You are 100% money on that one. I just meant in the sense of like, I feel like we've hit a point where it went too far because now we have things like TikTok, things that these people in Peru and places like that, they don't care about. Like their life is so different. And do I want that? No, I like a little in-between balance, but I feel like now we've gone to the point where we are literally bitching about things that don't matter. And we've let it infect us, myself included here. I'm not, I'm not trying to sit, Oh, preaching. I'm talking about myself here. Primarily is the example saying I let things that like, if I look at 2016, John Burke, and I look at 2023, John Burke, I'm kind of like, man, Back then it was different because you were goal driven. Your purpose was the military. Your purpose was this, what's your purpose now? And it's just kind of like, I think a lot of it has been infected or influenced by policies from the political spectrum, things like that. Politics by and large is what the show is primarily about. But it's just like, does this stuff really matter? Well, yes, it does on certain levels, but to another level, you know, if you're gonna die tomorrow, if you got five years left, what are you gonna give a fuck about? Politics? No. Because the world is gonna continue being the world. Human corruption will always be there. It's always going to be there. And you can, you can do, all you can do pretty much is vote according to your conscience. But outside of that, you got to live your life. And for me, it's just kind of like, man, I feel like unplugging from social media because this shit does not fucking matter because you go to these third world countries and man, the level of culture they have there. And I was telling Sheila, like it's saddening for me. Like, I don't, I don't have that. Like there is no traditional culturalism, not to the levels that they have but it does make me, she, she countered, she, she made a really good point. She said, but you can be in the position now to where you can go and experience different cultures and take what you like from that and make your own. And I'm like, that's actually true. But like, what culture do we have? Nothing. I mean, we have American culture to a degree, like baseball, apple pie, you, you know, and that's also kind of like um, geography, like a, a geography based culture. But to see how culture has like really created such tight, tight-knit communities around the world, not just there, but all over. It's very interesting to see what cements these people together to form community, to form these things that bind them to stand up against the the world issues, because their issues are so much bigger than ours. They're talking about famine. They're talking about lack of rain, starving the crops, things that actually fucking matter. For us, it's just kind of like very superficial at sometimes, times. And, and not that, that there's anything wrong with that. That's how life is going to be. You know, You're going to adapt to your environment. I wouldn't fault any person for that. But it's like, I feel like sometimes we do have to put in perspective these negative things in our lives that are influencing us at such a high level. It's like, but why? Why do I care so much about the political things? And it's like, I don't have an answer for that. For me, it's has to do with
1: finances.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Know, yeah. Going to that's the grocery true. store, yeah. and spending
1: two hundred and thirty dollars on. I won't fault you for that because like that directly impacts your wallet. Yes, and grocery. you work
0: hard for your money. It, you got to deal with my bullshit. So that's a fucking job. Being raised itself. by a
1: single mother, I understand the. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Having money is. Yeah. Is, it's very important, especially when you're raising oh, yeah. small children. Absolutely. So when you see prices... And shit ain't cheap. Gas prices go from under $2 to, you know, 4 or $5. Yeah. That's an issue. When you see energy prices shoot through the roof, yeah, that's an issue. So, yeah. like, all that
0: stuff, it matters. So yeah, that's why I think voting right. matters. Yeah. Voting the right person, it matters. Yeah, I mean... And then I guess it takes, like, the voting... You say the right person. Then it takes the individual to kind of, like, do some dig diving. So, well, that brings me back to Trump. So I know that... I wasn't his, referring to him. I'm just talking about the average leadership. Voter.
1: I know that we were in a better financial space until he torpedoed it you forget that part uh, i i don't i can't put all the blame on him for so i mean no no but he's the leader though but
0: uh, i don't want to get into this most part. He, i see where you're going though i he, see where you're going
1: under his leadership where we're more prosperous the first two the years yes yeah. the
0: second two years no and now no that was also directly related to trump so it wasn't just but Biden
1: under the current administration now
0: yes they exacerbated and made it worse it's yeah it's a shit storm yeah great And they do
1: it on purpose because they're just lining their own pocket.
0: The same reason you could say to where the doctor will want to keep you sick because if you're not sick, the doctor doesn't make any money. Folks, look, this is not conspiracy theorism. This is the truth. So politicians, every single politician, they're running on the idea of they are the solution to the problem they themselves have created. And you're expected to vote accordingly versus to the people like me. It's kind of like, I'm tired of this. Politicians, you are the problem. And you are not the solution to the problem you have created. Yeah, you know, some of the questions
1: I'd like to hear the press ask these politicians is how did you become a multimillionaire yep. as a career politician? Yes. How are you worth $150 million? We know this,
0: though. Yeah. And this is the problem, Jeff. People ever don't asked care.
1: People don't care. Nobody's ever asked him. I know a lot of A couple yeah. of Democrats I used to yeah. hang out with who were friends before Trump got elected. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, well, I'm like, how, how are they millionaires? He's like, well, by the time I retire, I'll be. I'm like, yeah, but you'll be how? like 65. Yeah. These guys, yeah. they're worth $150 million. They I'm went in there to serve the public
0: and got rich doing it. And folks, and this is what I love about the hypocrisy of all you motherfuckers out there. Because I'm going to say it. I'll fucking say it. If you have a problem with a politician going on there who is to serve the people and you don't have or you have a problem with him suddenly getting rich. But you don't have a problem with somebody running a nonprofit that's supposed to save children that is now becoming a millionaire and you don't have a problem with that, you're a fucking hypocrite. Oh that felt so good to say. You're a fucking hypocrite because both positions are to serve and do good and they and one actually possibly does, but if the idea of serving fellow man should not make you a millionaire, you have inconsistencies in your logic and I cannot stand you people cannot stand them. So yes, if your job is to go out there, and I still have yet to read one fucking article about the sound of freedom, where is the money going? And nobody has an answer. Jim Caviezel comes out again and says, Trump was chosen by God. You are a fucking idiot. You are an idiot in the most Christian way possible. Sir, thine self is a dumbass. How do you translate that in Aramaic? You are a fucking idiot. And I'm not sitting there saying I'm the best example of Christ, but one has, but to look at the scripture and see how it's written and to see how you're a wolf in sheep's clothing to make such a disgusting, arrogant claim. And it has nothing to do, nothing to do with who done, well, i mean, actually, and I'm sorry, no, I stand corrected. It does have a lot to do with Donald Trump himself to sit there and say he's chosen by God. I would say he was chosen by the people. God gives us free will. You can have the theological debate to say God knows what's going to happen. True. But he also gave you free will. So we talk about cancer, diseases. And I love this debate in theological circles of saying, like, why would God let this happen? No, 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 no. That's mankind's fault. Mankind created that. So if you do believe in free will, God let you do this. I love how I go down the the rabbit holes on a lot of this stuff. What the hell's going on? I don't know. But you see where I'm going with this. Jim Caviezel is a moron. Just a moron of a person. But I still have yet to see any article. He did play a great Christ. He did. He was. He got nailed to that cross. Really professional. That. Good job, buddy. That's, that's one of my favorite movies. Like, uh, he did a great job of that I, I, I think it's a very good movie. I will not uh, take that from him. But what I do have issue with, though, are these people that sit there and stand on their platforms and say that I'm doing this for you. I'm trying to save the children. And then you turn around and you make millions off of it. Because it's like, look, that's just no different. It's the same consistency of my argument. If I go to the Vatican and you talk about feed and clothe the homeless and the poor and you are living in temples of gold given to you by stupid people or stolen from other cultures, quite honestly, you're a hypocrite. You are a hypocrite, and we live in such a dying culture that has no common fucking sense because nobody wants to actually stand for anything anymore because you're so fucking cowardly because life has beat you down so many fucking times, and basically your give a damn has been weathered down to... Hey, if they want to get rich saving kids, it's okay with me. Fuck you. Fuck you. There's still some of us out there that say, look, if you want to sit there and claim to be a good person and do things and do it for the right reasons, then fucking do it. If not, then don't. Don't lie to the people. Don't sit there. And and this is the problem with our culture, folks. We've accepted substandard masculinity, substandard fucking heroes. That of course, all mankind is flawed. Don't get me wrong. But what we're accepting now, that ain't it, folks. That ain't it. And you wonder why your children are so fucked up. And you look at the heroes that we put above them. Look up to this. Look up to this person that is making millions off of serving the people as a politician. They line up to meet these fucking snakes in suits to shake their hands. say, Oh, I've taken on your identity. Look at me. I love Lauren Boebert. I love fucking Marjorie Taylor. I lo-. And you take on their identity and I'm sitting here going, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? These people are there to serve. They are not superheroes. You've turned them into fucking Kardashians. And that's how they make their money. So you, the people, every single one of you, be it Trump, DeS- I've had to unfollow a lot of DeSantis motherfuckers. Because man, I told you, like that Chris reopened dude, he was on the show, I love him. But you are the biggest fucking cheerleaders around DeSantis. And I'm done with it, dude. I'm, done. I'm sorry. You should view every politician skeptically. And a lot of these dudes came out the gate saying, hey, you know, we're done with Donald Trump, and this is why, and I have a lot of respect for you. And then you turn around, and you do the same thing you accuse the MAGA cultists of doing to Ron DeSantis. So really, it's not about the love of truth, love of constitutionality. It's love of, I like this team better than that team. Then you're picking a side. It's not a team. It's not a fucking team. Well, I mean, it is. It is to them, and I don't want yeah, it to be. I'm tired of it being this way. I think the politicians
1: is... have done a good job oh, of, yeah. of spinning it in that direction. Divide where the people, divide man. Divide everybody. So every, some people are Cowboys fans. Some people yep. are Steelers fans. So, you know? Yeah. You're like rooting for No matter who
0: it is, no I matter agree. who's the
1: quarterback, you're like, ah, well, this is the year. <laughs>
0: I would say one of the best examples of like because if a Democrat came out and they
1: lower gas prices and lower taxes and I am looking at RFK, you know, they,
0: RFK apparently has come out and said some things that are now saying that he would be supportive of the two. I don't know,
1: um, because like, yeah, I am kind of lying we'll to the see. point like but they're I'm, all politicians, man. They're
0: all politicians. I am like, not going to sit there until and say they that. Get yeah, get in there and start mm-hmm. you know tweaking things. Just, you got a point there because what I will say is a politician right now, the debates coming up, and I want to talk about how Trump's not going to the debates. But when a politician's going out there, they're going to say everything that you want to hear, folks. That's a given. That's their job. That's how to get elected. So naturally, what they're going to do is they're going to poll the people. Let's see what the most... And this is why I think Justin Trudeau is kind of losing... Or he's lost a lot of favor. But Justin Trudeau has made a massive mistake here, as he always does, because the cuck of the North can never get anything right. But these people go out there, and they want to take the most trending issues. They'll probably go on Twitter and check the trends and shit like that. And they'll say... What's the most popular opinion to have to my side of the aisle? That's the position they're going to take. Vivek Ramaswamy does not do that. He flip-flops. Those people, move them aside. Don't take them seriously. Get rid of them. They are the most cowardly of snakes. I don't like those people. The the types like DeSantis or Trump, you at least know where they stand. You at least know where they stand. But they're going to tell you everything you want to hear going into it. That's why you elect them. Then you have to go after that when they raise their hand and say, I swear to God, I'm going to be a good president, blah, 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 from that moment on, folks. Now, listen to me. I've been doing this for 10 fucking years, and a lot of you motherfuckers still coming to me sideways, because you think you're smarter than me, and you're not. Some of you are, but a good chunk of you, you're fucking not, at least the trolls that come after me, because every single time, whatever, anyway, the moment they raise that right hand, that becomes the proof. Every single thing they do after that moment is them putting the words into action. So everything they do or do not do becomes the proof of what they say. The proof can either vindicate them or it will damn them. And that's what someone should be judged based upon. Now, if we look at that per se, the example I've given you of Donald Trump, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy has got nothing. The fact he's even running for president is mind-blowing to me. This guy has got no record. Remove him. Now we've got DeSantis versus Trump. That, do you think that doesn't matter? The fact that no, no, that no. no. It cre- doesn't matter. But in a sense of like, if I want to know, because Vivek Ramaswamy, he's got no proof of anything, except the only actions he's got are the things he's tweeted in the past and his companies. He made a lot of money off of COVID. A lot of motherfucking money. I know. Did he? Yes. Go look into his companies. He's a biotech. I mean, this fucking this guy. This is what I love about conservatives. Liberals will adopt this rich white guy. It's like, oh, we got to stop fucking feeding the patriarchy. And then you elected old white guy. The oldest. Then, the oldest. And white then conservatives guy. like, we don't like Big Pharma. Boom, Big Pharma's here. And you're like, oh, he says a lot of things that interest me. Oh, I like what he's consistent. No, he's not. Oh, that would be hard. You know what I- He's I, not. And it's was, like, man, you motherfuckers, you sit there and you, you stand on this, this principle that shifts like quicksand. Oh, your principles shift when the right motherfucker comes along and says the shit that you want to hear because it makes you feel good inside. Well, you know, he's not a big pro 2A guy, so I get it. Boom, the quicksand shifts again, and you're not actually pro 2A. You shift. You, and this is what I love about it, the motherfuckers that vote for these people, not not by and large, but some of them, you're a reflection of them. That's why they resonate with you. Your morals shift so easily that you match up. Oh, Berg's preaching today, baby. I'm I'm coming back hard on this one because for some reason, I just, I feel the need that I got to tell a lot of people. I don't fucking care what you think about me. Oh, you should see when I posted in my Instagram stories about 48 or 72 hours ago about Donald Trump. Oh, Trump's twice the man you'll ever pay. Blah, 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 blah. John Berg doesn't have an opinion I like. I don't like John Berg. Blah, 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 blah. Who fucking cares? I didn't even know half of you exist until you fucking DM me that your butt hurt over my opinion. And here's the deal. If you want to vote Trump, I don't hate you. Okay, cool. But the moment you say anything like I do, oh, they want to come at you sideways. Oh, they want to come at you sideways because that's why, folks, you have been brainwashed into picking a team. I'm sitting there saying, I believe in the Constitution, but I'm going to prefer to say this because I think he basically aligned better or closer to it. Donald Trump, not so much. And if that offends you, and you don't like me as a human being based upon that, then go suck, start a shotgun and get fucked. Cause I don't care. Not necessarily in that order. You'd have to do the first one first, which would probably be enjoyable for some of you. Get fucked, then do this second. But yeah, you know where I'm going. That means you've bought in so much, so much into this us versus them mentality. Well, we're not going to buy from John Burton. I'm, I don't give a fuck, dude. I'll be broke on the goddamn street. I've been there before. It's okay. I've slept on the ground for fucking 13 years in the army. It's okay. I'll survive. But what you're not going to get from me is the shift shand of morality or my political opinions. You're not going to get that. So you can come tune into the fucking show unlike your Sebastian Gorka motherfuckers, your your Cerna bros, these fucking rhino motherfuckers that shift with the wind and have no intellectual consistency. But you won't get that from me. But that's also why I'll never be a bit as big a name as them. Because I don't sell the Graham Allens, the DC Dranos, these fucking provocateurs, these grifters, these liars, these charlatans that go with the popular opinion because it pleases and suits you, yet they have no individuality of their own. But you'll go support them because they say they give you that boomer bullshit you love. Oh, you love it. Anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? I don't even
1: know. I'd like to see you do a rant on an airplane. Oh my Do a God. Live, live stream rant on an
0: airplane. Bro, so just, you know. oh yeah. The people around that would just absolutely <laughs> love that. Love that. All right, let's get into the show today. I hope Andy Priscilla better take him to the fucking mat. He said he would. I hope Andy does. Andy listens to the show. Andy, and you better fucking air that one hour of the show I did with you, motherfucker. You know where I, when you and me are going at it with Trump. You better fucking air that, dude. I love Andy, though. I respect the fact that Andy and I disagree a lot on Trump. But release that first hour of the episode, dude. You said you would. I pinned you to the fucking mat over and over and over again. Where you at, Andy? (laughs) Nah, I love Andy. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. He actually puts his money where his mouth is. All right. Hawaii. You voted for this motherfucker. 62 or no, 67%, I believe it was. Did you see the interview? uh,
1: It wasn't an interview, but one of the reporters asking the governor. No. About the death count.
0: Oh yes, uh, no, 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 no. What are you talking about? Because I know there's they basically originally were saying it was like eighty. It's like no, it's upwards of a thousand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a lot they're of keeping kids. It.
1: a lot of kids.
0: There's a lot of stuff, and they don't want to
1: talk about it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't add up over there, and they start they keep talking about climate change. I'm like,
0: <sighs> these scumbags. <sighs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, dude. Joe Biden finally makes it to Hawaii, and it goes about as you'd expect. It's <laughs> he cracks a couple jokes. The vegetable goes to visit the island of fruits. Like, what, how, did you say, how did you see this going? Joe Biden goes over there, and this—you know—the one thing I gotta—I gotta say about the right: look, you gotta stop taking these positions of leftists by saying, "Oh my God, say something!" Look, what is he gonna say? It's Joe Biden. This guy doesn't even know where he's at half the time. So it's like, stop it. And it's not your fault. Look, I get it. You know, I think what we're all wanting is we just want a president with a shred of competency. A trained fucking monkey could do better than this clown. And I think all the American populace, all the American people, Left, right, center, it doesn't matter. I think most of them just want someone with some level of common fucking sense and sensibility to fill that role and say, look, regardless of who we get in 2024, can we at least finish the season with somebody that has an ounce of cognizant ability and self-awareness? This guy, he goes over there and he's making jokes. And he he does this one interview, folks. I swear to God, I am not making this up. You can go look it over on Twitter and I want to get on like fuck Elon Musk i want to get on that one. But you go look on Twitter and you see Joe Biden talking about how in, in Hawaii where people have lost everything. Okay. Now, now folks, I'm going to, I'm going to paint you a picture real quick. Let's just all close our eyes and let's imagine for one second that we are the, 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 the local populace of those areas of Hawaii, of the Island of Maui. And you've just lost everything. You've got nothing. The clothes on your back, that's it. And then along comes El Presidente that you voted for. And he sits there and tries to, and I quote, and I'm not making this up. He talks about the house he almost lost to a fire, which actually wasn't. It was a small fire. It was contained. It was in the kitchen, and you did not lose your house. And the president comes along and says, hey, man, I did this. But I kind of almost lost. So I know what you're feeling. Boy, it's hot here. Whoa. That's what he said. Yeah, or he said, the, you, say the, you see the boots on the dog because the ground is so hot? Yeah, Joe, there was just a fire here. But Hawaii, you voted for this. How do you not learn? California, how do you not learn? New York, Los Angeles, Dallas. How do you not learn? You know who you should be really angry at right now? I'm going to tell you, folks. It's not Donald Trump. Because look, before COVID, Trump was doing good. The people you should be angry at are the people that have the most to gain by their guy getting into office. That is the press. You were lied to, you were manipulated, you were gaslit, and you bought into it hook, line, and sinker to sit there and think that the GOP is comprised of all these clan membership racist motherfuckers that have hoods in their back pockets. You were lied to. If you've got a liberal friend, make them listen to this. There is nothing, you're not at fault here. I think you did it with the best of intentions. You actually care about your fellow Americans, somewhat. I'll admit that. So do Republicans. But the press made so much money spinning these stories about Donald Trump. Do I think Trump is perfect? No, I'm not voting for him. But at least take it from an independent, hopefully, I try to be as honest as I can source, say, look, you were lied to, you were lied to. And the reason I could prove that is these same people that are lying to you now, not 10 years ago, love this man, love this man. And if they didn't, well, then they must've loved their money, which should make you question their motives all the more, but you won't because it feels so good. And this is why the, the psychological manipulation is so brilliant because it makes you feel good on an emotional level to be on the side of the altruistic right. When in fact, they tell you that you are, they say these are the causes that we care about, but it's the method in which they want to achieve those methods or the outcomes that are lies. For example, energy independence. You look at the right and you say, oh, I don't want to drill, it's killing mother earth. Fair enough, I kind of agree with you. I would like to see way more effort being done At a global level, but you can't force that. But to juxtapose that, we talk about well, then let's talk about uh, solar. Okay, so Democrats run on this whole EV thing. We're gonna ban all the the natural gas powered stuff, ban the lawnmowers, ban the freaking leave. We banned straws for crying out loud, and that changed nothing because straws weren't killing the turtles like everybody was saying it was. Because politicians will sit there, the press will sit there and manipulate you to achieve an outcome. So we ban, or California banned straws, which I'm not for that. If a business wants to start selling paper straws, then hey, that's the, do what you want. Fair enough. I respect a business that actually has some care enough to say, look, we're not going to serve uh, plastic, whatever, or we're going to start serving, uh, we're, we're only going to use metal utensils because we don't want plastic in the oceans. Okay, fair enough. I can respect that. Am I going to pay you more for it? Mm, probably not. But I do respect you as a business wanting to do that. Cool for you. Actually, it's not true. There are certain places that I will probably spend a little bit of extra money because they actually have good approach to these things. So, you know, Would you want to buy this little uh, 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 I don't know what it's made of, like little sacks that come back and use over and over again instead of buying plastic. I, was like, I can do that. I feel like that's, that's I can do that. I'm not okay. Me. With, not you. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. I'm buying the platinum. I don't know because all the plastic bags I get from like the local grocery they go under the thing for pickup dog turds from Athena later on, so it's like I reuse it. But that's that's where I'm going with it. Anyway, they will say that the 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 press will manipulate the left by saying in order to juxtapose the right that is drilling, we're going to go for energy independence with solar. So we're going to ban all this gas powered stuff. But then how are you going to solar power it? And they don't tell you that part. So again, you are manipulated. Because folks, to power all that EV stuff, you still have to have at root cause, at root basis, fossil fuels. There's no way around it. How do you think the plant is powered? Well, natural resources that come from the earth. So you're still consuming global resources. It's so so dumb. (laughs) You don't see it. So the the point that I'm trying to make is that I feel like many on the, the left is like, yes, I agree with you. But we're also realist enough to the point to say, it's just not achievable. So we need to go back to the drawing board and say, how can we figure this out to achieve something we can both agree on? Yeah, you what, just don't agree with the process and how we get there. I'm like, bro, keep drilling.
1: What happened to all those guys that invented the uh, hydroelectric cars? Oh, they're dead. Yeah, they're dead. Yeah, bro. What happened? Uh, you know, they I will not, I will you- not
0: <laughs> I'm going to say something really, com- I will not donate to St. Jude. I will not donate to any of these organizations researching cancer. There's a cure. Folks, we've been researching this for so long. There's yeah, a cure. I know. That you and- you turned around and you came up with a vaccine for COVID, a vaccine, in under six months. And the years and the billions, and the reason I won't do and I'm, I'm not saying that I, I, I like cancer. I mean, my God, I thought I had it there for a second. I, I'm not trying to condemn the children. I would donate anything I could to help these people, absolutely. But what I am not going to participate in it anymore is this lie that big pharma, but big medicine, big healthcare is making trillions of dollars off of year after year by keeping the people sick. Because folks, I'm telling you, if there was a cure for cancer, if there was a a a, we, a way that we could power cars not off of gasoline, which there are, and yet they buy the patents and the creators are suddenly are actually dead. It's the power keeping power. We've seen this repetitively. So, no, I'm not donating to cancer research. I think it's a money embezzling scheme, honestly. There is a cure. I don't think we're ever going to get it. I really don't. I don't think it'll ever be released. A car that runs off of non gasoline it's out there. I really believe. They said there was a car that can run off of water. I figure yeah. out how the method was. It's happened like a few different times. Happened, like bought it, up it, and just gets shuffled onto the deck of
1: cards. Where it gets on the local news, mm-hmm. and then the next thing you know, the guy gets Dead. killed. Dead, yeah. The and power yeah. protecting power. Tell you, I've watched that series, uh, Painkillers, on Netflix. Mm. It's about uh, the Sackler family, mm. cotton I haven't seen that. Oh, my God. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It's so, so terrible. It's it's really
0: depressing. But, it's greed, right? It's greed, but it's greed, yeah. they
1: keep buying but there's no politicians. Without
0: it, so. They keep
1: buying yeah. politicians. Yeah.
0: Well, that one dude who worked for Twitter, said, you know, you can buy a politician for like 10000 Like, man, that's cheap. He's right. Oh, no, I believe. Yeah, I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm like, that's actually cheap. I figure like your gateway figure would be like, okay, a hundred grand and you'll get me, it. I'll get you'll get me in my office. You'll be able to talk to me. Those politicians are 000? complete whores. I got even less respect for the fact that you sell yourself for so little. Man, so there's, probably, there's like women on OnlyFans probably making more than that. And you're like, as a politician that has influence and to vote, when they had to 10, go to court, 000? they they hired people that work for the government yeah. to represent yeah. them. Yeah. And then that's how they get like none of them have ever been to jail. Crenshaw even said that. He said they're the ones that know how to play the games. Yeah, they're the ones that know the ins and outs and the loopholes. And so that's why I go back to my right. original but position. with does the I just want to see it all burn. I want to see the GOP burn. I feel now like I'm telling I'm voting third party. Yeah, I'm voting it's, third. Not I'm not saying it right GOP. now. And, and no, it's not. It's really not. But it's going to take everybody to stop saying like we talk about these two parties don't work. Fine. That means that now we as a society, we're going to have to go through more pain because what we've seen now, the left versus right does not work. It does not work. For years, we have been suffering. The people are suffering. Hawaii is suffering because the left versus right bullshit. Just the fact that it exists. We can all agree with the fact we should have an administration, be it left, center, right. Doesn't matter. An administration that gets over there and says, we're coming to your aid. You're an American, and by God, you're not going to suffer. Because when one falls, we all rally. That's what the United States of America means. We are not united. The left versus right is destroying us, and I understand that, folks. But at the same time, these parties are so corrupt and fattened off of the money of its voter base that willingly, you are calves willingly going into the slaughter, and you don't care because they instead influence you with this idea of it's us versus them. Give us more money, give us more money. Trump's sitting there, pay my legal fees so I can take it to the left. I'm not paying your legal fees. You're a fucking billionaire. You've got families that are living paycheck to paycheck from the inflation brought on by partial, your administration's fault, coupled with Joe Biden's disastrous economic plans or lack thereof, honestly. And then you sit there and you say, give me money, give me money, politician. Give me money, give me money. I'm sorry. If you donate to any politician, I think you're an idiot. I do. And this is why people just look at me like I'm fucking crazy. And I look right back at him. It's like, how do you not see this? And it's not that you don't, it's that you don't want to, because it feels too good to think in the hive mind. It, it feels too good to think in the group think It sucks sometimes to be on the outside and say, fuck this. I'm not a part of this anymore. I don't like this. This is not working. So I'm voting. I'm I'm, I'm voting third party. I just I feel, and I know that's a throw-to-vote away. I don't care anymore. I would rather see the GOP burn, let it be destroyed purge ourselves, the fucking boomers. I don't want to see Romney's. I don't want to see McConnell's. I don't want to see McCarthy's. I don't want to see Graham's. I don't want to see Trump's. I don't want to see fucking anybody that sits there and says they're a conservative. And then you go against the two way you add seven trillion. You do all these things and all these fucking Matt Gates and these slime bags and these snakes and suits. You bow to this man. And meanwhile, the people of the same party that love you are suffering. I'm tired of it. And the left is no better. You're in fact dumber because you claim to have these moral boundaries that you stand upon. Oh, rich white men. And then you fucking vote for a black woman who imprisoned more black men than I think anybody on that fucking debate stage outside of the rich white dude that made the presidency. I get no fucking consistency with you motherfuckers. So let it fucking burn. I'm not voting Trump and I'm not voting DeSantis. Even if Trump secures the nomination, I'm not voting. Let it fucking burn. I'm done with it. I'm done with the lack of action on both sides. I'm done. And here's the thing. If more people on the left and right would join me in the middle and say, fuck it. Starve the politicians. Don't elect them. Because your lack of action is now come to roost. It's time to hold them accountable. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm over this. I'm fucking over this. If I had my way, I'd overthrow the whole fucking thing. It's disgusting. But here we are. Here we are arguing about the most trivial bullshit and I'm to blame too. I'll admit it. I'm to blame. I just want to see some fucking action. I look at Hawaii versus Ukraine and God damn 20 more million cent and they're fucking dying over here in Hawaii. These are Americans. I don't fucking care about Ukrainians. I don't care about Australians. I don't care about the British. I don't care about the French. I care about Americans. And you're fucking lucky I even care about them, quite honestly. You are lucky because the shit that you've thrown at me for the last four or five years for supporting Donald Trump, you're lucky I even give a shred of a fuck about you. Because a lot of you motherfuckers voted for this. And there's a lot of people on the right that would say, let them fucking burn. So you're lucky I even give a fuck about Americans at this point. But I think as a nation, bro, I do not get this. We've got a president that is so fucking absent-minded and nothing is getting done. And we are a joke. Yes, I have visited. I mean, I want to say I've I've been to like maybe seven different countries in under a year. I've traveled a lot. And every place I go, I look back over my shoulder at the red, white, and blue and we're a fucking joke. We are a goddamn joke. And you think it makes me happy to say this? This is the country I fought and bled for on false pretenses, might I add. And I look back and see America is the bad guys. We are the bad guys. We don't have to be. We can be an actual country that leads the world and doing the right things. But fuck me running, man. We are so morally corrupt and bankrupt. The degeneracy has ripped hold of us. And what are we now? We're a nation that praises grown-ass men that want to fuck other men for dancing in front of children in disgusting manners? Are you kidding me? Even in these third-world countries, they would never tolerate this shit. They would never tolerate this. The degeneracy is just alarming. Just, wow. Because of all the freedoms that we've been given that we as a society cannot clearly handle. And folks, I'm going to tell you, I don't think that Americans can handle freedom what little that we already have, I don't think we can handle it because look what we've done with it. I think there are some, I'm talking about as a collective, I think there are a lot of people that can handle it, of course, but I think by and large, I think by and large, Americans, you deserve this. We brought this on ourselves. We have no culture. We've got nothing that cements us together. We are so big. We are so big. 360, 370 million motherfuckers living on one planet or one portion of the planet. And what what binds us? It used to work. I felt like we did have cultural norms and values. I felt like Americans were were, were bound with the idea of standing up for good, standing up for what's right. But now it's just like, man, we got these administrations that are elected by a certain group of people that want the transgender ideologies forced on the children. That you want to to try and make it normal for minor attracted persons to be in the conversations now, and every single time you look at people backing this, it comes from the LGBT, and we're just sitting there going like, my God, what happened to us? And I, I dude, I I go in these other countries and I just I look at what they're going through and it's just kind of like, man, I'm glad I'm not here. And you know, I I'm, I will I will concede to the fact though that America I we still have a good i'm not saying this is a terrible place to live no it's not i can go out my front door look please don't take it that way i am not sitting there saying that america is the worst country on earth i'm talking about our government that's we're, what i'm referring to I'm Talking about the government we're led by criminals we are led by criminals but here in america it's still the greatest place to live folks i've been around the world so many times this is the greatest country ever it is even with all of our faults but i'm kind of like we can do better we can be better less taxation Less government intervention into your life. The Argentinian guy that's been elected on the right as their nominee, oh my God, this guy is fucking great. He does this interview. I post on Instagram, the left is shit. Why do you say that? Because they're shit. And I'm like, I love this. Yes, you're right. You are morally superior. You are better. Fuck them. Get rid of them. And this guy wants to do it. And Argentina needs this. I've been to Buenos Aires. They call it the, the France or the Paris of South America. I personally think it's a shithole it's a third world country. It is. I'm sorry. There's a lot of great facets to it, but what the government has done, like you can, when I landed in Buenos Aires and you look when you're going down the main road that takes you into the actual city of Buenos Aires, there are, there's a one main highway and Josh, I'm not lying on the left, it's all the poor and they live in shithouse, Adobe style, but not Adobe, just like just garbage. It's not their fault. And then on the right, you got all the politicians. Yeah. You got all the rich corporate motherfuckers. And these people work for those people over there. Uh, yeah, I've And the government that. is supposed to represent all of them, but it doesn't. And then the most poetic, ironic thing about it is in the middle of that kind of shithole area, right on the outskirts is a massive tower that goes all the way to the top. And it's the presidential tower. And it looks beautiful, but everything around it is shit. And I'm like, my God. My God. Just... Yeah, I think that someone who actually loves their country and loves their people would want to... See everybody thrive. Everybody thrive. But the only way for that to happen is to stay the fuck out of it. Let them do their own thing. Let free market capitalism go. No more government... Because every time we say government interventionism, that's literally... Just imagine a very uh, a figurative hand reaching into this, this pool of money... And it's the government's hand coming in there and grabbing this money and saying, I'm going to insert myself into certain areas that it does not belong. But instead, in that sea of money, that's your money. That is your tax dollars that it should be instead spread over certain areas for people that can't physically work. They're mentally handicapped. I understand that. I'm okay with paying taxes for that. Look, that's part of being in a society. Any society that you want to belong to, you're going to have to bear some financial burden toward those that, that, can, that really can't contribute. I get that. Show me a country that doesn't have that. I agree. Does it suck? I mean, it kind of does, yes. But, you know, in that social contract that we supposedly have that love loves to talk about, there are certain things that, yes, some of these things do have to be paid for. But the problem is the method in which you achieve said payments is flawed. I think it should be all voluntarily based. And then those that actually serve on that salary that is taken from the people are so fucking corrupt, they're like little ticks full of this fiscal blood, and they just grow and grow and grow. And the things that could be done for the benefit of those that can't do anything – they get passed over and the rich get richer and the poor get poorer and the middle class gets strained, man. Look at any society. And this is the crazy part that I look at countries that like, we have very similar political interests and it's like, but there's a commonality there. It's the middle class that is getting hit the fucking hardest. The rich are rich. They're fine. They're okay. You want to raise my tax a little bit? I'm already, I mean, okay. If I'm a billionaire, dude, and you want to raise my taxes by 25%, I'm still making way more than the average fucking household ever will in their lifetime, so they can survive. And I'm not talking about tax rich hard. I'm not saying that. I'm just talking about why the middle class gets hit the hardest. So when the taxes get raised, the middle class, bro, you got the middle class as like three classes of its own. You got bottom, middle, and higher. And that higher is where you're trying to get to the upper class, the elite class, which is a massive jump. But these motherfuckers in that middle class, that those three classes get merged. And it's one now, and it's one class of just, I'm trying to fucking make it because I don't want to go into the bottom class, but I'm not anywhere close to making it to the top class. And it keeps getting smaller and smaller, and it's pulling us down further into the bottom class. That's the problem. The middle class is getting destroyed by rich motherfuckers, rich politicians. Yeah. I think billionaires, though,
1: if they get their taxes increased, then they just get an awesome accountant. Yeah. And they pay, they pay as little as possible. I want to pay yep. as little as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I think the taxes should and be when you say little,
0: As little as possible. That's like with the, the context of it being billions in taxes.
1: Yeah, it should be. I, I'm not for sales tax. It yeah.
0: should be a lower corporate we tax. We get ta- probably yeah. The things we get taxed for is like, what the fuck? Everything's gets, <laughs> everything is good. Everything is taxed. Bare minimum. It's, it's ridiculous. You don't even, you don't even own your property anymore. You got to pay a property tax. It's like, what? Fucking what? Property tax. For what? It's my land. Yeah. And you got to pay taxes on it. Man, fuck you the shit's just so corrupt but again hawaii you voted for this clown they're uh they mayors and go- governors
1: for th- voted for him complete 67 percent like how all did they the not really majority the, how did they not get those fires out why didn't why didn't the coast guard come up there
0: and like i don't know coast, shoot, uh, shoot some water up on the, these fires well, by I'm then it was too like, late by the time you i think uh, by the time you activate the coast guard that's that's a while I don't know if there's a, I would imagine there's a local coast guard over there, but I'm pretty sure America probably sent a lot of our own coast guard to help go over there and help. But at the same time, like I don't know, dude. I don't know. There's a lot there. That's kind of like. Sounds <laughs> like there was a lot of brush on the ground that
1: was I very not and I don't know.
0: the winds and I know the hurricane. It's not good. The hurricane definitely helped. Not in the sense of like good, but helped as far as spread the wildfires. Right? You had two massive incidents. You had honestly, dude, you had oxygen and you had fire literally and you combine them and it just grows the fire and it was just a horrible thing to see but it dude it just it blows my mind though how we still send all this fucking money to ukraine and meanwhile if we're gonna send money and that's why i was trying to talk about the social contract the paying tax i get it if this is a necessary evil that we have to participate in fine but fucking use it for the right reasons at least would you give me that would Never you at least happen. spit on it before you fuck them dry joe biden please at least that Meanwhile, they're partying over in Kiev. They're having a great old fucking time. <laughs> I'm just, I'm at a loss. I'm at a fucking loss. Of all places, you go to Hawaii, that probably supported you the most. That's a blue state, bro. It is a blue state, and you're turning your back on them. And even the Hawaiians, when Joe Biden comes in, they're like, fuck you, Joe Biden. I'd be like, well, fuck both of you because you voted for the motherfucker. But there aren't any Republicans out there willing to say, hey, hey, Hawaii, um, this is what you get. Uh, when, is, when is the time, please elaborate for me, when is the time for those of us that sit there and warned you to come out and say, hey, um, we told you so, for COVID, for Joe Biden? How many fucking times do you fucking red, mo- you blue motherfuckers, you don't listen? You don't listen. I'm not saying Republicans have it all. No, I'm ready for the GOP to fucking burn. It's a joke. It's a clown show. I'm ready for the era of Trump and all the circus monkeys that's around that motherfucker, the Bannons, get rid of them. I don't want to see any more Mike fucking Lindell, some crackheads on a fucking pillow that think he knows politics. Get him the fuck out of there. I want Rand and Ron Paul. Give me some common sense motherfuckers. Give me some Thomas Matseys. The very same ones, the Trump surrogates attack because they don't support Donald Trump. Is everybody taking fucking crazy pills? Because I just don't know anymore. And I'm like, what fucking world do we live in that you actually think Donald Trump is a Republican? He's not. And if that's the means in which you want to vote, then at least be honest with yourself and say, I'm voting for, well, quite honestly, a rhino. Because what about Donald Trump matches the criteria of being a conservative? And the voters, you're the dumbest motherfuckers out there. Don't, there's a difference in voting for Donald Trump based upon the action without lying to yourself and saying, oh, he's just, okay, look, dude, Josh, case in point. You also admitted that, yeah, Donald Trump's done some stupid shit, but you also yeah. like what he's done.
1: You're not going to agree with everybody 100% But
0: on you at everything least can they see they do, the yeah. facts of, like, look, this is the reality of the situation we're facing. Yeah, I know he. And those are the voters I got no problem deal. with. Yeah. I, I'm not there any. It's the MAGA motherfuckers that you're just kind of like, still voting Trump, don't fucking care. Uh, he's, he's a fucking Republican, he's picked by God. I'm like, oh my God. I think it's uh,
1: troubling that the Democrats are trying so hard to put this guy in prison. Oh,
0: absolutely. 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 We can agree on that. Absolutely. Like but that, I'm also at the same token going to say I don't care.
1: concerning. But what about the J 6ers that Trump, Trump abandoned? I mean, all of it is extremely troubling but that that's you the, have that's one side of, of the, the Donald Trump
0: administration
1: weaponizing yes, the United States I government agree, against citizens to try to throw them in jail.
0: But Trump even empowered the FBI. Like, I don't get it, man. Like I don't get them, it. All These those organizations. He set this up. We talk about the infected military. He appointed General Miley. Fuck me. I mean, his picks are horrendous. But what about
1: uh, what was his name uh, General Mad Dog Mattis? Mattis, he
0: was a coward too. Trump yeah. didn't pick him. No, Trump did pick him. He did. Yeah, I mean, Mattis
1: turned on him too. Everybody thought that guy was a badass.
0: We did. Right? Yeah, we did. I mean, I think you the, usher you know, these people in, it, I and I then once point. they get in
1: there, it's like, okay, well, who is this person? Because uh-huh. they're not this person uh-huh. who they said they were. Yeah. So it's. But I that also falls like,
0: on the leadership. But when you have a consistency of doing that over and over and over again, that means it's you're like not all learning. People
1: in politics. They're yeah. all crooked scumbags. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I just and don't get the DeSantis cheerleaders. Think- like,
0: if you think DeSantis is any different, you got another thing coming, dude. Look, do I like the guy? I don't know him personally. I'm not going to sit there and, like, concede. Like, because here's the thing these politicians don't know you. They don't know you. They don't care about you. They're not going to show up at your door if you got the flu and bring in a home cooked meal. They're not. So why the fuck are you dedicating so much time and energy and so much of yourself? Look at Laura Loomer. Oh my God, this woman, there's something wrong with her. You look in her eyes and she actually just met with Donald Trump, which he knew. Donald Trump knew. I just have a little meeting with her, get her fired up a little bit and then wind her up and let her go. She's like the best thing for the Trump campaign. She goes out I mean, and then she's debating. <laughs> oh, it's a very smart move. I'm not going to say. <laughs> if you candidate, you
1: want all these people out. You want your. You, want smoke, you want I don't want that bitch anywhere near me. That bitch is fucking crazy. But she still has people that follow her and listen to her. She content actually has, and all I, that I stuff. I saw right? some stuff about so her that talked that. about
0: like uh, she's bought a lot of. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't fucking know. But look, yeah, look, that's what I, you want. You want to set up to people. I respect her consistency. But she goes and she debates Bill Mitchell on Tim Pool. And I'm just like Bill Mitchell of all people. That guy's a douchebag. He's an idiot. He's a fucking moron. And. And people, and this is what I love about this. Bill Mitchell was even basically, he's not for the two A. It's like, ah, let him have the bump stocks. And I'm just like, uh, what? No. Yeah, that guy's not a,
1: conserv- he's he's not not a rep- conservative. He's not a conservative. He's not even a libertarian. But bro, he's I don't a even know what, what is
0: conservative these days. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the, the definition has been perverted so much that nobody even knows what a fucking conservative is. Yeah, because you're the right. values that we we claim to love, we're not there these politicians, these these influencers, they're not practicing them ah, let him have the second, but she goes to debate Bill Mitchell, and people are choosing sides like, ah, they both saw, all three of them, Tim Pool too, fuck that Trump shell, not for the fact he's voting Donald Trump, because you know damn well, you are not being intellectually consistent with your beliefs at all, you are picking a side and being biased with said side, but you don't have, to. you can say, look, look, one of the biggest things for DeSantis, he supports the Jews way too much, way too much, and I'm like, wait a minute, dude, you're not running for president of Israel, you're running for America, Knock that shit the fuck off. And the Second Amendment, why are there still red flag laws in Florida? But you'll never see Tim Pool. You'll never see Bill Mitchell. You'll never see Cernovich. You'll never see Gorka. You'll never see them take that position of, look, I just kind of think they all suck. Let's just pick the turn out of the diarrhea, and hopefully it doesn't fall apart on us.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I am right now is we're <sighs> we're going to be dealing with Trump at least— until, if, if Trump, until, unless he gets elected, hopefully yeah. he does. I, I'm hoping he does get elected because at least you have you know somebody that's gonna you know try but to write the. I ship. don't. I don't know, Josh. I don't know. He shut the country I, down. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: I want to. I want to agree with you because the first two I, years under Trump are fucking great. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll just. But I mean, then, we'll man, see the I, shit that we went through, like, they, bro, I don't want to go through that again. Unless they throw out another uh, pandemic at us. Oh, you know there are. I, I got into. We're gonna do a long episode today, just so you guys know. There's. They're already. the Uh, the Biden administration. Oh man, I hate saying this. Alex Jones. I don't fucking know. Um, is saying that basically he's got a contact within the administration saying he's, that he's the voice of reason now. <laughs> no, no, not by any stretch of the imagination. Not by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, they're talking about uh, the next COVID, the new, yeah. the mutated version. is right. supposed to be really bad. And they said come September they're talking about reinstating a lot of the mask mandates. Yeah and potential lockdowns. Fuck all the Folks, way up. America, if you fall into it this time, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's peer-reviewed peer studies that show
1: that People masks don't care. did yeah, absolutely dick, dick. all. Nothing. Nothing. Yep. You, so you can fuck all the way off. with that shit. <laughs> you can fuck all the way off. You're like, that's the hell I'll die on. Oh, Just pin Fuck
0: that shit, dude. Fuck that shit.
1: Not getting on a plane with a mask. Yeah. I mean, if you, but here's the if you thing. have a business that requires a mask, yeah. you know nope, I don't need. I don't, not don't need to go it. To Won't business. go there. Don't know. You, you tell you. me if I
0: walk into that business, I got to put a mask on. Fuck you. Not going to do it. And that's the other thing is like, man, look, shopping the mom and pop stores. I got to make a better effort at this. I'm not even pitching one out there. I don't know. Do your fucking research shop in the mom and pop stores, stop going to Walmart, stop going to Amazon. And look, I get it. I know, man, there's still some things I do have to get off of Amazon because I can't find it locally, but I am going to make a better effort at trying to support the local businesses because those, and you know, I read the story real quick. Um, it's not real quick. Nothing about me. is real quick. Except my sex life and she looking to test to that. But anyway, <laughs> um, there's a story. This, the son goes to his father and the father doesn't have a phone and he's he actually, they're in the bank and the son says to his father, he's like, hey, you know, um, we can download, we can get you a phone. You can download the app and you don't have to come here to make transfers and stuff like that. And the father's like, really? So the son tells him, he's like, look, we have things like Amazon. We have things like your medical care and stuff. You can do, you can download these apps. It makes it so much easier for you. And the father looks at the son and says, uh, I'm good. No, thanks. I just, I want to go home now. So he takes him to the home. He takes him to his house and they sit down and he says, dad, why do you make it harder on yourself? And the father says, let me explain something to you. He's like, that bank guy, when I was sick, his wife made me hot chocolate and, and stuff and came to my house. He's like, "That those people that I support and their small businesses, whatever it may be, those are the relationships I've established and created somewhat friendships out of. He's like, these people, I don't know them. There's nothing there. Is it, is it making my life easier? No, I'm at a point in my life where I, want, I need to go out and I need the interaction. I don't want to sit at home anymore. I've got to go see these people. It's like, I get that. There are certain things that I feel like, yeah, I'd rather download an app and deal with that bullshit. But there are certain aspects of like, no, there's something to be said about the relationships. I remember going to this one liquor store that uh he was a dude from Egypt. I learned that this guy was a cop over in Egypt for 10 years and then he came here. And I'm like, man, that's incredible. And he's making more money running a liquor store than he was being a cop in Egypt. And I got to listen to his story. It's like, man. People do love liquor. God bless it. It's a good business to get into. It's a great business to get into. 1920 brand.com, which is not liquor, but it's it seasons to liquor. It helps. It helps. Um Getting to establish these person these these somewhat relationships, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Because you can listen to if you're willing to take the time and kind of listen to what their background is and what they came from, it should make you feel even better about being in America. Nobody is running to Peru, uh, folks. I'm gonna say it, the culture is great. It's a shithole. Yeah. They still can't even flush toilet paper. They have little pins or tins you got to put it in. Mexico was the same. Their plumbing system is so outdated. Josh knows what I'm talking about. Oh, my God, dude. We're by any chance, they have cast iron pipes. By any chance. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I've got, like, piles of dirt in my front yard still. Trying oh, to fix my God. This oh, my God. But the fact still remains, folks. It's like these are great cultural landmarks. There's so much to be said there. It's, it's great to visit. Would I want to live there? Absolutely not. Although I will say. If there was a country that I had to move to outside of America, I would consider France or England, but not the cities, not not London, not Paris. The outline, because I love English countryside. I love the architecture. I love the landscape. the The weather I'm actually kind of a fan of. It's very misty, overcast a lot of time, but I'm okay with that. Um, I would I'd be okay moving there, but I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to live. Well, I'm certainly, oh, dude, if it wasn't for shell shock and you motherfuckers, I'd be out of Texas so quick. It's too hot. It is too hot. I need four seasons. Like I get, I get depressed kind of in
1: the it's summer. It's not going to be in the hundreds all year long. Like it's, we're are you really September. making that?
0: Are you really making that argument? Well, you know, it's not yeah, fucking I agree, magma I all, all the time. I just for a gun, like so. four months, it feels like Satan's butthole. That's your argument that you want to make. I grew up in Ohio gonna die on where winters lasted six months. So do what? I grew up in Ohio where winters lasted like but six you, months. Okay. So this is, Thank you. You're yeah. taking one extreme to and compare it to another. I'm talking about huh. the middle. There's a little Bible belt area we can move to. What if we move shell shock? Let's move. Let's, let's take everybody and let's go to like, well, no, Tyler can. He has to stay here. Fuck. Tyler. Motherfucker. Let's move shell shock to like more North. Let's go North. Like this and not for, I mean, I love Texas economics. It's great. The weather. Oh my god! It's just too hot. It's too fucking hot. Yeah, it's this.
1: This month has been
0: oh very very odd. Getting but. off the plane, coming back from Peru. Peru was wonderful. Low in the uh high thirties, highs in the seventies. Oh my god! Jacket way. We had to wear jackets. It's like perfect. You step off the plane to Texas, it's just like boom. Ugh. You just, Welcome back to Texas. Awesome. <laughs> From
1: March all the way up until yeah. last month or well, this, the beginning of this month, it's been.
0: Our spring is like a week. It is not. No way. Or I'm sorry. It's fall, March, fall, April. Fall, fall, fall. I'm sorry. Sorry. Our fall is like a week. Because if you really look, the leaves don't change. They just. I'm fine with that. They just die. It they goes just like, fall off all <laughs> at once. They just, they just die. There is no, there's no transition of fall into winter. Like we get pumpkin spice weather and Uggs and all that shit for like a week. And then it's just like, fuck, it's cold as balls or it's hot as balls. It's ball weather here, folks. It's either hot as balls or cold as balls. There is no in between. The only in between we get is, again, it's like a week. But you go to these other places, even these other countries in Peru, it's like, oh, it put me in such a good mood. Such a good mood to walk outside. And it's like, I don't feel like peeling my fucking skin off.
1: Until you had to throw your toilet
0: paper in the waste. Oh, basket. my God, uh, bro. Let me, let me tell you about this. Why does it smell
1: like shit in here?
0: The hotels were actually really good about cleaning that. And we stayed in nicer hotels. I'm not even gonna sit there in front like we were staying in shithole hotels. No, these are nicer hotels that you still cannot flush. Um, so how, how did Peru go? Peru was interesting. Um, this, this, this year alone, been to Mexico, been to Buenos Aires, and then I've been to Peru. So we've done a big South American kind of thing. I'm not a fan of South America. Uh, learned about the Mayans in Tulum and just a little bit, you know, Tulum's not the place to go learn about the culture. That's a fucking tourist trap, but learning about Mayan culture. And then in the Peru trip, learning about the Incas and then, and then Buenos Aires, not so much. It was more so in the sense of kind of like contemporary politics, because that's, I feel like Argentina is a very, very interesting country to watch right now in the terms of political landscape, because I think a lot can be learned from that. But anyway, overall learning about how rich the Spanish heritage is of the conquistadors and stuff that came over and conquered and just destroyed and dominated these cultures and then forced Christianity upon the masses that even to this day in Peru, you'll see a lot of monasteries, a lot of, um, excuse me, uh, Catholic churches and stuff, but there's still a lot of people that don't worship it. They're like, no, we're a sun people. They worship the sun. And so you see the Catholic, the Catholic just stare right at that. Stare sun. right at that mother. Don't even blink. <laughs> Come to Texas, baby. We got plenty of it for you. You get more than enough sun down here. You think you got a great in Peru. Come on, it. man. I love it. I love it so much. Um, but you see the influence of Catholicism that was spread by the Spaniards and stuff like that. And it's just, you no. Know, I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying that to, to just watch it from a human standpoint of saying how, what, what acts people would carry out in the name of religion. And they were wrong for it. And therefore, that religion, say, for example, Catholicism, they slaughtered 7,000 Incans. Like 7,000 Incans. And by the way, I know how. Um, COVID shot. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they said, take this vaccine. It's going to work. Incans start dropping from blood clots left and right. No. They're tiny. Did you know that? They, no, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, in Peru, if you go over there, they are a very, very small people. Yeah. If you're a white dude and you go to the, the Asia or Japan or uh, China, you're going to stand out. You're round eye. You're taller. You're bigger. You are going to stand out amongst the crowd. Even though Asians are very pale, you're going to stand out. You go to Peru, you're going to stand out. Like I walked I felt like a fucking giant. And I'm like, I get it. Because imagine without the technology we have now, Incans versus the Spanish in like uh, swords and spears. They're tiny. They can't run fast. They can't maneuver very well as a people, they got destroyed, but those motherfuckers can climb. I'll give them that. So we get to Peru. Um, we fly into, uh, Lima, excuse me. And, uh, weather's perfect. Beautiful. I think high sixties, low seventies. Um, and Sheila, she knows Spanish and I'm, I'm picking up on more. And it's interesting how, when you immerse yourself in the culture, you pick it up a lot faster and you start being able to pick up in certain censuses uh, similarities in, in, um, <clears throat> words and you can kind of piece together what they're saying. And I, I like that. And I, I appreciate being able to travel and do that specifically in Spanish speaking countries. Cause I, I do believe Spanish is a very beautiful language, but I think French is probably the most beautiful, but that's a cliche thing to say that are like German. Cause nobody wants to get in bed and be like, it's just the sexist thing. Like, <laughs> like Oh yeah. harder daddy. No, not really. But, uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, Peru was, was beautiful. So we landed in Lima got our hotel. And I think we got to our hotel, like maybe one in the morning. So we want to go get something to eat. And you know, the thing I do like with the the couple that we travel with, we're very similar of age and we're very similar mindset to, we don't want to go out all night. We want to go find some place to eat some local cuisine. Let's go get some good nights rest. Let's hit it hard in the morning. Let's go do some stuff. Um, so we went and we found this one little restaurant and I never heard of Inca Cola. Inca Cola is made by Coca-Cola, but it's for the Incas. And it's actually really good. It tastes, and here's the crazy part about it. Actual cocaine in it? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. It tastes just like big red. It's really? literally big red, but they call it coca or Inca Cola and they dye it orange or uh, I'm sorry, a yellow. It looks like a Mountain Dew, but it's Inca Cola. but it's actually really good. So, um, and that's another thing I like about traveling so much. Like you, I will lose weight because I'll start eating the local cuisines as much as I can. And it, it definitely makes you look back in America and how much shit we eat. It's processed. So I want to get more on like natural fruits, but dude, over in Peru, they have over, I think, 180 variations of corn. And you look at actual corn, looks nothing like ours. Nothing. And this is this is pure corn. This is not GMO. infected. it is pure corn. And that's why they get so much... Because our corn now, it's nutritionless. There's no nutrition to our corn. Over there, they make everything out of it. And it's very nutritious. And it's crazy to me, but they had like 100-something different variations of corn and potato. So a lot of their dishes... They have different, they have 40 different styles of potatoes, which is kind of like you're beating a dead horse, but okay, well, I'll go with it. Cool. Um, and they also use some of the potatoes, like a purple potato they'll use for dyes and they make a tea out of it. Um, cacao. Yeah. Huh. Shit, they, they take cacao leaves and I think they mix it with gasoline and that's how they make cocaine. But cacao leaves are a natural energy thing. And I brought some back. I don't think you're supposed to, but it wasn't a lot. So it's not like an intent to distribute. I'll bring some to y'all. So to acclimate to the elevation, number one. When we got to Lima, Lima's elevation is not bad. It's okay. It's still a higher city, but you're not gonna feel it. But going around Lima was interesting. We hit some museums and those get old really quick because it's just a lot of ink and stuff. So you, again, you see one pot, you've seen them all. And I'm kind of like, cool, I'm over it. Let's find something else. I'm I'm not easily impressed anymore. Cause I've been around the world and it's like I go and I see the temples in, in the Middle East, I've been to the ziggurat, and then you look at, say, for example, the cathedrals in Europe that was built around similar times, and like, oh wow. And then you look at other colors like, ah, okay, cool, it's a pot. Uh, But uh, the difference is, though, these pots are, like, at the dawn of mankind. It's just, it's incredible to see. But um, Lima was interesting. And then in Lima, we went to this one restaurant, and I posted about it. It's an authentic experience at Incan dance. And the dance throughout the history of the Incan culture, Um, from, like, ceremonial war dances to whatever they're doing now. Um, So at this place, this is where I learned a very, very uh, uh, harsh lesson I probably should have learned. It would be common sense to me, but it wasn't um, buffets. In third world countries, don't go to the buffets, okay? You don't know where that meat's been made and you don't know how long it's been sitting out. So we go to this, this thing and it's a nice place. Don't get me wrong. These are nice restaurants. You know, you walk in there, air conditioned. It's not like you're in like a dirt floor. These are very nice. I posted photos of it on my uh, Tango B Instagram. And um, <clears throat> we went to the buffet. And they have a lot of the local cuisine dishes. But you gotta remember though, you're in the city. It's like visiting Texas to to, to experience the taste of Texas and getting that out of Dallas. No. This is the lesson that I've I've learned many times over. Do not go to the main metropolitan areas and expect that to be a representation of the authentic cuisine. That's the perverted version. Even in local countries, they do this. To get the authentic shit, go out to the country. That's where you want to go. Every single it doesn't matter about France, it doesn't matter about England, it doesn't fucking matter. Get out of the cities. So, um, we went to this, this restaurant, it's in the city and I went to the buffet, a lot of the local cuisines, you know, they're gonna be a little bit tainted, but they are still new. You've never tasted these types of sauces they make with the corn and stuff like that. There's like a spicy sauce and it's actually really good. Very good. Um, so I will give them that, but I, I, there was this pork. I don't know what it was. It was like, ah, you should try it. It's okay. Cause our, the couple we travel with, they're vegans. So, and, I, you know, they, they do it not for like the, uh, oh, like really? They do it for health purposes. They like, they, they feel better not consuming a lot of meat. So I was like, okay, fine. <clears throat> I respect that. Did I'm, they tell
1: everybody that they're vegan?
0: No. Anywhere they go? No, that's what I do love about them. Now he'll, he'll bust my balls over. Cause he knows like he, he knows my background. So he always, he's my, he's our tango coach. And I love these people. They're, they're great people. Um, So we, we go to this restaurant, we eat it all. And uh, the the show was incredible, and they have a tradition of like the the horse dances, to where the caballero will be on the horse and trying to woo the woman, like. But he'll it's like it's a it's a ceremonial dance, and it's beautiful. And so anyway, we go, we see this, and then we go back to the hotel. It's about like five o'clock in the morning, and the next day we're catching a six thirty flight or a seven o'clock. I'm sorry, nine o'clock flight. You gotta be there two hours early to uh to Cusco. So it's like we gotta be up at six thirty. I'm up at five five thirty. And I was having a nightmare. And in that nightmare, I was experiencing pain. I wake up and my stomach's in pain. It's weird how the mind and the mind body does that. Yeah. And I run to the bathroom and that's when it hits. And I got food poisoning. For Oh my God, dude. I was literally on the on the shitter. And that like, you know me, I'm not, I'm not going to hold anything back. I don't care about it. I don't believe in like, you know, oh, some things you don't share. Literally trash bag or trash can in hand, butt naked on the crapper, both ends at the same time. The harder I puke, the more it makes me piss out my ass. (laughs) Like, this is not good. I am feeling horrible. This is the worst I have felt. Dude, I cannot tell you. I'm not, I don't get, I don't handle sickness very good because I am rarely sick. The army pumped me through so much shit. I could probably get AIDS right now. My system would just destroy it. But (laughs) uh, I'm sitting there and it's both ends and it's not stopping and oh my God, dude, I'm, I'm, my body is purging itself. So the first series of this, I can taste the food and normally what you taste, you haven't digested fully. And there's a reason for that. And a lot of the spices came back up and the, the, the corn and stuff. And so I think like, okay, I, you know, I'm, I'm on the shitter for like 20 minutes. I think it's done. You know, you're covered in that, that light sweat. You're just not feeling good. You feel really disgusting. It's like, let me try and go back to bed. I got like an hour before I can probably try and wake up to make this flight because we got to make it to Cusco. Because here's the thing. We had to make it to Cusco to catch a cab, to take us to the train station, to take us to another village where the next morning we're going to Machu Picchu. You have to get there. So it's not like you can just fly into Machu Picchu. It's like old school. You got to take a buggy, go down to the stop sign, make a left, at poncho, the yellow poncho, the Dane Cook, made, uh, whatever. It's that joke he made, um, but it's literally you have to catch this train to get to this other place that'll take you to Machu Picchu and book a book a ticket. So anyway, this starts in Cusco, that goes all the way down the line just to go to Machu Picchu. So I'm just like, fuck. It's like if I miss this flight, the next flight won't make the train station. Then I have to train on time to get me to that village to go to to Machu Picchu. So it all starts the flight. So six o'clock rolls around. I'm back up, back on the shitter. Thing in hand, it just—it's all coming out. I thought it was all out the first time. It wasn't. There were still more to come. It, it was, was for a while. Montezuma's Revenge Part Two, and then I think I'm done. And the alarm starts going off, and I'm like, Oh my god, I can't travel like this. I'm sweating. I'm dehydrated. I know this, and I'm still vomiting and massive diarrhea at least every thirty minutes now. You can't travel like that, right? Uh, and who would want to? By, you know. and so. I started to get ready, and Sheila's like, you know, I love Sheila. She she was so great about it. She's like, baby, she's like, if we don't make it, it's okay. You do no, you can't be traveling like this. But just know you ruined this boy. <laughs> She'd already been there before. It's so your fault. My one chance to go see this thing. <laughs> no, Sheila was great about it. You just stuff she... your fucking face <laughs> full of pork. I hope you're happy, you hope fat, you're miserable happy. fuck. Was that corn good? Was it good, no. you fat fuck? No, she was really cool about it because she'd been there before. She'd been to Machu Picchu. So, um, it's like seven, I think. And I'm trying to get my shit together. No pun intended. And I just couldn't seven o'clock hits and we got to go downstairs to the taxi. I'm getting dressed. It's like, do you think you can do it? And I'm sitting there just kind of like looking like a zombie. That's just, you know, full of diarrhea. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I lost five pounds. I, yeah, there's that. Good for you. I got my abs back. That's great. (laughs) I'm shredded as fuck now. Um, And then seven hits. And finally, I just told her, I was like, look, this is a vacation. It should be about feeling good. And I'm not feeling good. So let's just stay here. I was like, maybe we can catch a later flight today. Because the flights between Cusco and Lima, they're multiple. It's a one-hour flight. So it's like between from here to fucking Houston. There's flights going out all the time. So I was like, we're going to miss it. Maybe we can figure something out. So I get back in bed. And then 30 minutes later, I'm back on the toilet. But this time, I think like the fourth round... Um, the bile came up and the bile is like the, the yellowish content that is helps uh, to digest all your stuff, that bile, um, that came up. And I always know when I hit this level of whatever it is, when the bile comes up, that's usually it. Because you've, you've given everything you've got, you like, your yeah. stomach is empty and I couldn't even keep water down because I was like, I want to try and at least drink water to stay hydrated because if it gets to the point where I'm dehydrated, I'm going to have to go to the hospital and yeah. I don't want to go to the hospital here. I really don't want to go to the hospital in Peru, um, to get an IV. So luckily, By the time the bile came up, um, I started with some Sprite for the carbonation and then Pedialyte just sipped on it a little. And I kept that down for 20 minutes. Then you start increasing fluid just a little bit. So around like 1 PM that day, I was over it, but my body wasn't. Like I knew I was no longer vomiting and then pissing out my ass, but it was like, you're still dehydrated. You've got no food, you've got no energy. And it was literally just laying in a bed all day. Um, And that's what it was. So for our third day there, I was just bedridden just bedridden and depleted of everything. So luckily though, by that night I was able to start uh, uh, bringing down liquids. So I started eating a little bit of some stuff. And the next day, hey babe,
1: any more of that pork left?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So the next day we booked a flight to, uh, to Cusco, made it no issue. Um, but the weirdest thing was like for a few days after, in fact, to be completely transparent um, yesterday, when we got home, uh, we got home around like 1am. Uh, I had to shit really bad that was the first time it actually looked somewhat normal. Because before, prior to that, it was black and loose. I don't know what was going on, um, but I did learn that if you eat young if you eat young papaya seeds, grind them to a powder and eat that, it kills all parasites inside of you. So that's something I'm going to start doing because there's a lot of natural remedies that I feel like a lot of people don't know, myself included, like nobody knows about this shit, or a lot of people do. It's just that most people, we don't think about it, but there are a lot of natural ways to essentially um, combat a lot of the issues that we face health-wise Cause there's a saying that says I'd rather pay more to my grocer than to my doctor. Yeah. It's like, that makes a hundred percent. So that's why, since we've been going to the, a lot of the South American cultures, I wanted to increase fruit consumption, natural vegetables and things like that just better. And I don't want to say organic, but not in a box. And I feel like the more that you do that, like say, say, for example, like if you're into bodybuilding and stuff, this is the more nutritionist, the more nutritional approach. Now that still leaves a lot to be desired because our food is horrible. Yeah. Fucking horrible horrible. And this is not John Burke. I'm not piercing my ear and growing my hair out. This is John Burke saying, look, a lot of these people, they're not wrong. Our food has become so just contaminated with the carcinogens, excuse me, and everything from say, for example, when you get a piece of fruit here in America, you know, it comes with a little light coat of wax on it, right? Yeah. It, it, it helps it stay ripe longer. Mm-hmm. They do this for a reason. Over in these other third world countries, you get it and you have like a day or two to eat it, and that's it. Cause then it goes bad. Because it's natural, it's real. And Americans, we have changed it so much that it's gotta its lifespan's gotta be forever. But it doesn't work. And so you're consuming that shit. And look, again, I'm not sitting there saying that, you know, we should you know go out there and lick a fucking cactus, but fucking yeah. You know, I'm not being a hippie here. I'm just saying this is real. The nutritionist, the nutrition in our food. Like, again, we made the reference earlier in the show about the World War II generation and what they were consuming, what they were eating. It was more natural, more nutritious. There's a reason they were stronger. Every single person that talks about how, you know, your grandfather, like when he'd shake your hand, he'd break your fucking hand if they were so strong versus us now. There's a reason for that. The food, what is in the food? So these other countries, the food tastes so different because it's real. The fruit tastes better. The strawberries don't even taste like strawberries. It's a whole different... It's similar, but it's like, no, but because these are real fucking strawberries. They don't have any, all these bullshit pumped into them. So, and they're small. Snozzberries Sch- Schnaz- like taste like strawberries. Strawberries taste like strawberries. Crazy. So, uh, anyway. So, I'm we, we catch the flight to, uh, to Cusco and fuck Cusco. Fuck that town and fuck that airport. Oh my God. It's not the town's fault. It's the airport's fault. But Cusco, um, we land there and as soon as we get off the bird, I can't, I can't, I can't acclimate him. Mean, what the fuck's going on? So look up on Google. Say what is the elevation here? Now, you know me, I'm, I'm still in somewhat decent shape. I'm not out there yeah. pumping out marathons. Bo- both of us are in the gym. I would say we're above average when it comes to uh, our level of health. We, we take care of ourselves. We don't, I mean, we don't eat a lot of shit. We eat moderately decent, healthy diets, you yeah. know? um, But the common American doesn't. Like I could never in one day drink like six Dr. Peppers and not think anything about it. Drinking, drinking oh. an energy drink right now is like, oh fuck, I still, I need to get more water in my diet as most of us do. But anyway, so I'm thinking, it's like, dude, I'm only 39. I'm still in pretty good shape. Why the hell is this hitting me so hard? Because I'm comparing it to Afghanistan. Now, Afghanistan, I was running a marathon. So naturally, yes, there's a big difference there. My cardiovascular endurance, way better than what it is now. I, I will at least admit that. But so look up on Google and it says 3,300. It's like 3,300 feet. What? There is no way I'm this out of shape. There is no, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not possible. And so a day or two goes by and we're in Cusco and bro, we're walking up like some stairs. I got to stop. Hold on babe. It's not hitting her nearly as bad as it's hitting me. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Well, she got mo she got elevation sickness that night. Our first night there, she got a bad, oh dude, it was uh, cause our, our guide in um, uh, Lima says, go to the pharmacy and their pharmacies are just our drugstores. They call it a pharmacia, it's a fucking drugstore. And, uh, which in Tulum, you can get steroids just right there. They don't fucking care. I was like, God, I love this. Like, do what you want. Who gives a shit? The government's like, you can't sell that because it's bad. But here, take this Vicodin that's addicted with all this, blah, 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 It makes no fucking sense. It's an handful of Oxycontin. <laughs> just go for it. It's got all the addictive. enjoy. Yeah, exactly. But God forbid you pump yourself with some steroids. Ah, it's too far. Too far. So, <laughs> so, um, we go to the, they tell us, get the elevation sickness medicine. Go to the pharmacy. So like, what is this like? I think I'm thinking this is like a serious thing and it is, it's basically just tea leaves and the cacao leaves in pill form. I was like, what motherfucker we could have been doing this the entire time. So the first thing they give you when you get to the hotel is cacao tea. Cacao tea is, it has energy in it and this is what they get co- cocaine from, but it's not, it goes through a long process of perverting the original of what the, the leaves are. No different than say, for example, chocolate, cocoa, cocoa, um, So you get the cacao leaves and you can put them into tea and it tastes fucking God awful. Oh, it's nasty. Sheila loves it. She loves all kinds of teas. I'm just sitting there's like, it doesn't taste like Mountain Dew. It's trash. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just just kidding. But anyway, um, she, she, we drink it and it's supposed to help with the elevation. And it it does to a degree, to a degree. It's not going to fix it. But, um, we drink the cacao tea and they give you the, the cacao can comes in like gum format, a little candy format, and you put it like a chew, like a dip. And it basically helps you throughout the day, sustain energy and get acclimated to the climate. It didn't. It didn't. I'm just, I'm not going to lie. It was like, hey, 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 did you bring
1: it. CBD products with you?
0: I brought the Delta 8. And yeah, actually, no, we did. Yeah, because Sheila, our, so our tattoo bomb, we got to relabel this motherfucker. It great. We're, it's fucking great, but not for just the tattoos. Like my lower lumbar was killing me because when I was in the bed all day, Uh, pissing and shit, my brains out. Uh, the, The bed had a little concave to it. So it put a lot of pressure on my lower lumbar that night. I couldn't sleep for fuck all dude. You can ask Sheila, like I'm, I'm 39. I don't have back problems. I'm not there yet. So all night, my back was killing me that spot. It was like a gnawing aching thing. So, um, I could not find a good position. I had to sleep on the floor. Like I literally slept on the hard floor and that was the best thing for me. Uh, but I didn't think about it the next day. I was like, give me that tattoo bomb because it's the tattoo bomb it's cbd yeah it's just fucking cbd and folks I'm not like god is my witness on on my faith in god cbd is an infl- is an anti-inflammatory it works it works so i spread the tattoo bomb all over my lower lumbar and within 30 minutes i'm like Motherfucker! I could have been sleeping and I didn't even think about this. Um, so to answer your question, yes, we brought CBD oil. She loves CBD oil, Specifically, it calms her down. It also helps with the menstrual cramps immensely. And then the tattoo bomb we bring because she uses that for the um her uh what's the skin condition? I'm all over the place. Eczema. Today. Eczema. She gets little bouts of eczema and it clears it right up. And then also for inflammation in your lower back and shit like that. I'm telling you you can do the CBD oil. You can do the tattoo bomb. I mean the tattoo bomb. It works great. Did you try the delta eight for your Stomach issues? No. I did not want to risk that because I was like, I still want to be of sound mind to where I'm not baked out of my brain. But I did bring Delta-8, yeah. Because it's legal over there, too. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah. Um, I bring Delta-8 everywhere we go because I'll I'll just be honest with you. It's in gummy form. Unless you're bringing large quantities, governments don't fucking care. They don't care. Unless you're Brittany Grenier and you bring literally cannabis. You bring... Because CBD is not cannabis. No. Delta-8 is is not not. cannabis. It's still going to get you baked. So, anyway... Um, bro, nobody cares. Nobody gives a fuck. In fact, I brought cacao leaves back, but just a small little package of it. Now, if it was like a massive, like big, uh, suitcase full, you're going to raise some eyes Like, wait, Why are you bringing so much back? He's like, you're trying to make cocaine out of this shit, but a small amount for tea. And I'll give you all some, cause it's, uh, I don't know. You, you can see for yourself. Um, but then again, I'm, I drink energy drinks way too much. So I'm kind of uh, immune to a lot of the caffeine effects and natural shit like that. Uh, but anyway, so you get there and they give you the tea, and it's gonna help you acclimate. And uh, it didn't, so we it was like, you know, we we missed the train station. We had to take an hour and a half cab to the train station. By the way, the train's already left. You're not gonna make it. So I was like, you know what? We're gonna spend an extra day in Cusco, and then we're gonna meet our friends in the Sacred Valley. And the Sacred Valley is where you're supposed to go to, and then catch a train up to Machu Picchu. So we're gonna meet them up to before you can go to Machu Picchu. And Machu Picchu, for those that don't know. Um, essentially the thing that makes it special, it's the only place the Spaniards didn't get to because they couldn't find it. Everything else, Spaniards conquered, they destroyed, overtook, implemented their own shit in there. Machu Picchu, they didn't, but also the Incans abandoned it because they saw the Spanish coming down Sacred Valley and stuff like that. And they saw, cause I think from Machu Picchu to Sacred Valley and it, folks, if I get this wrong, please forgive me. Um, but it's, it's a walk, it's a hike, but the Indians saw this or the Incas saw this and they said, we're out like abandon it, let's go. But the only reason they built Machu Picchu it was kind of like a cathedral in a sense. It's an, it's basically a worship to the sun. And the way it's built is that it's by the four cardinal directions. And it's, it's incredible. This is a story related to me by our friends that made it up to the top. And Sheila's also been there as well. So I was the only one that didn't get to go because I've been to a lot of the wonders of the world. Missed that one. I was like, motherfucker. But I'll be completely honest. Am I chewed up about it? No, I really didn't care. Not to the level that I think I should have I would love to go see the pyramids. I would love to go dive the Great Barrier Reef of Australia. Machu Picchu didn't hold a facet. It didn't hold an interest to me because it's different going into a museum where the artifacts are displayed versus you see Stonehenge. Ooh, cool. Some stones. I'm going to be honest about that. Like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, it's so good. It's some fucking stones. Not that big a deal. Not that big. No, I know that it is. I know the cultural and historical significance it plays. But I take it for what it is to be, to be frank, um, which is 2023. I totally can be frank if I want. There was another place we went to instead that actually it's that picture I posted with the circles in the, it, it goes way down and there's circles. Did you see that picture? Yeah. So what I didn't know about that and the significance of that plays, that was basically them, uh, creating, this is the Incan period, creating a, an incubator. They would bring seeds from wherever and the different levels are different temperatures that those seeds can grow in and the temperatures are magnified by the stones that are put around them that can either retain heat or retain cold and it works it's mm. fucking crazy and it works and each pyramid or each tier in that system there's a lot of tiers had different vegetables and fruits and they found over 3500 different variations of seeds and they would even cross shit and make that's how they had all the variations of potatoes it's like this is insane and it makes Smart perfect sense.
1: little bastards.
0: Got their ass kicked by the Spanish, but hey, maybe next time, you know, focus on gunpowder. And <laughs> just gonna put that out there. Now, uh it would, but that to me was so much more interesting than Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu was uh, religious based. And I'm not knocking that, but this, like the farming is like, that's interesting. It's like, that's crazy. Cause that's the stuff that Americans hear about from like the native Americans. Like, Oh, you take the leaf of papaya and a cactus and you stick it up a porcupine's ass. And that's how you cure a backache. And I'm like, Oh, wow. That's interesting. You know, Americans was like, yeah, I gotta take a all. It's like an aspirin. Where does the aspirin come from? And people don't ask that question, but that, that's the shit that interests me. So anyway, we made it to Cusco and everything there is llamas and alpacas, alpaca fur, alpaca this, and everything's fucking imported from China. But we went to a place where they give you a class, how to identify what's fake and what's real. The weight is a massive tell. The the hair strays, if there's a lot of frays, it's not alpaca, it's not, it's fake. Um, and then the the temperature of the wool, it should, the alpaca and stuff absorbs cold and it stays cold a little bit. That's the crazy part about it. Um, so then the other, and then, then a lot of places will tell you, it's like, Hey, it's a 50, 50 mix of alpaca and synthetic. And it's like, Hey, cool. I got a problem with it. At least you're honest with it. And it does look good and it does feel good. So I'm not going to sit there and be like, Oh, it's not real alpaca. If it feels good and it works, who gives a fuck? But some people, you know, and I, myself have been kind of in that mindset to where it's like, I want it to be hundred percent pure. And I did get one. But if it wasn't, I wouldn't really give a fuck. It's like, okay, cool. Like, it's not an authentic cashmere. Does it look good? Does it keep you warm? Then shut the fuck up because it doesn't fucking matter. You're just doing it for the namesake. No different than Harley Davidson bullshit. Is it a Harley? It's made of metal, bro. It doesn't fucking matter. There's nothing special. There's no magic pixie dust that makes it a Harley. It's just fucking metal with a stamped logo. Let's just be honest here. That's what you're buying. You're buying a name. You buy Shell Shock because me. A lot of you buy it because you trust it in me. And these are products that fucking work. No different though, because you can get various different levels of CBD from other companies. It's true, you can. It's watered down, but you go for it. And they charge the fuck out of it. But anyway, so we went and we shopped around Cusco for like a day. And the next day we're gonna go to the Sacred Valley. So the Sacred Valley, <laughs> oh my God, dude. Uh, we get in this taxi cab and he's taking, it's like an hour, hour trip. And you're going from um, Cusco that I didn't know is higher elevation. We're going lower. I thought we were going higher, even though it's called Sacred Valley. Which again, I'm an idiot sometimes. Um, but I want to go back before we get to the Sacred Valley. I'm sitting there getting my ass kicked by the oxygen, just the lack of oxygen, bro, to the point that um, I forget what the actual term is. Chat, help me on this. When your brain gets deprived of oxygen, you start kind of you you're foggy. You can't make decisions. You you start forgetting things. I forget what the actual terminology for this is called. You when climbers experience this in massive levels at high altitudes, that's how they die. And it's not because of that in and of itself, it's because they can't make rational decisions. They get really foggy. Um, so we're getting there, and I'm kind of like, where the fuck's the hotel? And I know what's happening. I'm like, oh my God, it's like I'm I'm getting like I'm I'm starting to
1: erotica asphyxiation.
0: There you go. The David Thanks Carradine zombie. special. Thanks. Thank zombie. you. <laughs> Put a belt around you, oh, Kung Fu me hearted, Eddie. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man, yeah, I, was I was thinking just, the same thing. I missed you guys. I know you missed me. <laughs> so, um, we make it back to the hotel, and then I'm just kind of like, okay, what's the elevation here? And when I look it back up, it says 3,200 meters. Fucking meters, not feet. It's almost 11,500 feet, and it is one of the highest fucking cities in the world, Josh. And I'm sitting there feeling like the biggest bitch. I'm like, oh, no, it makes fucking sense. Thank you. Thank you. And then Sheila's just kind of like, yeah, but you're a bitch because it's not hitting me. He's like, motherfucker. No, bro, 11,500 feet in elevation. Afghanistan, the highest we made was like nine or 10. And that was extreme situation. And I'm sitting there like, my God. And so I looked up what are the things that could put you at risk? You're not at risk, but how, why is it that elevation can impact different people, different ways? They say it can be genetic. It can be age. It can be diet. It can be, there's so many different things it can be too, but like the other couple we were with, they're vegans. They don't have a high amount of meat in their system or uh, so they're a little bit compromised. I would say in some ways, I mean, they're healthier in other ways. I will attest to that, but they didn't feel it at all. Sheila barely felt it. And I'm sitting there, just <gasps> I'm sucking wind like a fucking fat boy chasing a Twinkie down the road, rolling down the hill, dude. And I'm feeling like a piece of shit. And I can't go to the gym because there is no gym there. And I'm still recovering from food poisoning. I'm like, dude, I feel like the biggest bitch in the world. But 11,500 feet, there you go. Wow. Explains a lot. Wow. Bro, you get there and you're just kind of like, you can't fucking breathe. So. Finally, I want to say by like day seven, the day before we came back, day six, I was acclimated. It's like, okay, I'm not breathing heavy anymore. But then who fucking cares if you're leaving? Yeah,
1: get on the so, airplane. Yeah,
0: it's time to go. Anyway, so we go to Cusco. and We we take the, you know, the drive down to the Sacred Valley. And uh, again, I'm still not having normal bowel movements. My stuff's still black. It's have you ever seen newborn baby shit? How it's black, same yeah, thing. Very, very kids. similar. Yeah, you've had a couple kids. If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. The first poops they they make, it's all black and it's the most horrendous smelling stuff ever. That's the kind of stuff that was coming out of me. And I don't know how. I don't know why, but my digestive system was in complete disarray. And it was like, you know, there's like shit and shit down there. Just like blanking and I'm like, we don't know what we're doing. We got to reboot the system. Well, here's some fucking Inca Cola. Like, go for it. So it's like, I'm not really feeding it the things I probably should be feeding it. But it got to the point where I didn't want to eat local shit. So I need to eat processed shit because I know I'm not yeah, going to get food poisoned. Uh, I'm probably going to skip lunch after this. (laughs) It was a story. (laughs) It was bad. Well, no, I literally had to say I cannot eat anything organic anymore because or at least meat because I'm afraid I cannot I cannot take another food poisoning. I can't. And when you go through something that bad, I don't know if you have or haven't, it taints you. So you become very, especially
1: in a foreign country. I got a third world country. I was in London. And, food and it was terrible. Okay, so but I th- can't you know, imagine being a third world yeah. country.
0: London's like, I can go to a hospital. I know I'm not gonna get AIDS by a needle share from some other motherfucker. Yeah. Mother yeah. But so, just being in another yeah. country, not your home, it's yeah, awful. It does. It's kinda like that's in the back of my mind. But now let me let me be honest with you. You know, uh, Lima is not horrible. Do I think that they're medical? I don't know. I just don't want to find out either. Yeah. I don't want to find out. Because they're like people there, they're not very clean at all. At all. I can't imagine how their hospitals might be. Anyway, um, I mean, I'm not saying that for everybody. Um, our our driver Aldo, great dude, uh, but he told us all about that kind of stuff. And even they will say it's like there's and there's a lot of pollution there, a lot of pollution in uh, Lima, because when you get to Cusco, the air is clean. Did then, they get in that uh, Paris Climate Accord? They probably should Clearing that air right up. Yeah, yeah, right up. We, we may get into uh, to Cusco, or excuse me, we go from Cusco into the Sacred Valley. It's about an hour trip by taxi. And so the driver is slowing down on saying, you're doing a bunch of switchbacks. And for people that don't know what a switchback is, it's like, you don't go directly up or, or down a mountain. It's zigzags, switchbacks. Oh God. Um, so there's a bunch of those. But in between those, there's people trying to flag you down with trash bags. And so our driver's like, would you like to try some of the local cuisine? I was like, what is it? And it's like, guinea pig. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, just no interest in eating a guinea pig. I've seen a lot of guinea pigs and um, we make it down in the sacred Valley uh, and our, our traveling couple, she's, she's the mom of the group. She plans everything and it makes it really good because she, she finds the best hotels, the best deal. If you have a friend like that, folks, I don't know if you do or not. It's like maybe somebody in your circle, maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your husband, but they're the ones like they're the deal getters. Like and she's Persian too. She works out. Mix her with some Jew. Fuck, bro. We're, we're, we're traveling the world cheap as fuck. Oh, right, what are they gonna do? That's, that's too much. And the Persian comes out like, "I will trade you so much gold." That'd be like the perfect, the perfect genetic specimen for traveling the world. That's it. Persian and Jew. Mix them together. You got the perfect hagler that's gonna find you the best fucking deals out there. Um. So anyway, she she's she's managing this this, this whole thing, and she finds us a a hotel in Sacred Valley. And she's like us. We don't want to stay at a fucking Motel 6. No. I'm going to pay better money for better experience. I don't mind doing that. Because uh, I feel like, man, and people need to understand the value of that. Where you go to stay at night and when you wake up, that has a lot of value to it. Don't stay in some shithole. Because that's kind of the the pretext of how your day is going to go. You wake up and it's just kind of like, ugh, like the sheets look nasty. That's like, no, cause I want, I want my girlfriend. I want them to sleep in a nice bed, clean sheets. I want to be able to have breakfast in the morning, some good coffee. That's it. A lot of these places don't serve that. So I tell you that to tell you this, we're driving to the Sacred Valley and I'm thinking there's going to be some touristy shit. There's nothing. It's just them living their day-to-day lives. It'd be like visiting Richardson, Texas for tourism. Like why? There's nothing here. Like literally nothing. Maybe a 7-Eleven you can go write an article about, but that's about it. Um, so we're driving to the Sacred Valley and I'm like, bro, I'm getting like Baghdad vibes in this motherfucker. Like I'm serious. And it's just kind of like, what the fuck is here? Nothing. So then we take this road, you go into the valley, and there's one road in the valley. So we're taking the valley east and then we're going to the hotel. And the hotel, it's kind of expensive, you know, a little bit. I'm like, I'm expecting, okay. Uh, and bro, we cross the river in the valley. And then it gets really dusty, really dirty, really fucking third world. Like I'm like, "Where the fuck are we going? Where is this hotel?" And bro, I am not making this up. There's all this like just kind of like trashy abandoned houses, and you turn the corner and there are these massive gates. I'm like, "Is this it? Is this is this like if I died? It's like the gates to heaven, dude." It's like wooden doors and they open up, and there is the most beautiful resort you have ever seen in your entire life. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, God. I'm not staying in a fucking hotel light in Cusco, or in a whatever sacred. I'm not doing it. I'm not like traveling in hostels. Fuck no. That's how you wake up and your kidneys are missing. Not gonna happen. So um, and I will say I'm a travel snob sometimes. I'm not talking about elitist. Like, I need the president, but I want a nice hotel, I want a decent one. Like you wouldn't take your kids to a shithole. No. So why should I? I'm not going to do that. So um, the doors and it's, oh my God. And I'm just like, okay, now the vacation's starting. Now the vacation's starting. Um, so the first two days, you know, when we were in uh, Lima, we got to tour a lot of the museums, see the history. So the, it's a lot of cool stuff. But now it's like, now it's time to relax a little bit. Because if you've ever been on a vacation, you've got to learn how to vacation, how to travel. And yes, it sounds very snobby, but I'm teaching you some shit here, you little fucker. So listen up. Okay. You've got to intermix it. When you go on these vacations, to these places that you want to uh, take in the culture, you're going to be doing a lot of walking. You're going to be tired. That's just how it goes. You're not there to relax. You want to experience something. There's a difference in going on a cruise and then going to Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu, you're going to be walking like a motherfucker. You go to France, you're going to be walking like a Paris. You're going to be walking like a motherfucker unless you want to take the cabs. You know, uh, I, th- I, I would consider myself very well-traveled at this point. Forget the military. Just in the last year, under a year, we've been to like Dubai, Europe, Scotland, Paris, uh, Tulum, Mexico, this place, and uh, Buenos Aires. So the one thing I've learned, though, is these vacations, when you want to take in the culture, you're not going to relax. You've got to make time to relax in that vacation. And that's what this was. So we get to the resort. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, it's perfect. They got a cold pool and it's cold. It's like, it's glacier water. Oh, Cause you're in the valley, good, yeah. the Andes, they have glaciers and the water runs down. And I'm like, this is exactly how Afghanistan was. The Pesh River Valley that we were fighting over, that's glacier water. It was cold as balls. So I get in and they have a hot tub next to it. So I meet this guy, he's from uh, he's from Mexico City. He moved to Peru, uh, Cusco, or the Sacred Valley specifically. And I was hearing his story and why he's there. And his wife is from uh, Spain and her, his mother-in-law was there visiting there. I met their son, Aaron, beautiful little two-year-old. And we're just sitting there talking, exchanging our backgrounds, you know, what brought us here. And I was talking about like, you know, why? Like, I'm always interested. It's not that I look down my nose. I'm just like, but why? You moved from Mexico city to here. That's a whole different country. It's like, why? He's like, just didn't like it anymore. He's like, I like, I like Peruvian. I like the lifestyle, I like the, the way they are. It's like interesting. It's very interesting. Um, how different people from different cultures are drawn to certain things. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, I, you know, I can see that more from America because America, we don't have that. Like, and what I mean by that is kind of like, if you want to look at the history of America, it is young that we are the new kids on the block in world history. We don't have shit. We have, goes back to the American Revolution, Native Americans, outside of like places like Yellowstone, those are natural things. But as far as the people itself... We don't have much to offer realistically, except, I don't know, government. We got that from fucking Greece, but still. So when you go to these other cultures, specifically, say, for I've been to Greece, um, you're going to go look at these artifacts that are literally thousands upon thousands of years old. In America, you don't have that. You have a couple hundred. That's about it. So over in Peru, you're, uh, you're looking at pottery that was made before Christ, before Christ even hit the scene. It's like, God, that's old. But man, they got it right. wasn't made in China. I can tell you that <laughs> it, was, it was. It's impressive. So, anyway, we go to Sacred Valley. We go to the resort, and it's beautiful. You know, and we're not we're not going out on the local economy. The food there is okay. It's safe. You know, we order uh, the pisco sour. That's the native drink to Peru. The pisco is, I believe, their style of tequila. I'm not a tequila fan. I didn't like the pisco. Sheila loved it. Uh, so we did the resort, and the resort was nice. It was just chill. I was recovering, um, and then the next day we went back to Cusco. And on that drive back to Cusco, we scattered a bunch of stuff. We got to see how the alpaca sweaters were made, the dye process, all the stuff, the textiles and how they make it. And it's incredible. It's just incredible to see how their weaves are. And just like my thing is, like, how did you discover how to do this? Because it's so complex. It's like, who had the kind of time to sit there and be like, hmm, I'm going to take this thread and mix it through. Just like how? What else were they doing? That's a good point. Fair enough. Getting conquered by the Spanish, I don't fucking yeah, know. yeah. What else are you gonna do? I don't know. That's you a good. Get point. all the farm stuff done.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Give me some of that alpaca hair.
0: Soil is very, very fertile. Like as you go by and you see the freshly um, plowed areas, the ground is very, the the dirt is very brown, not dried. It's clumpy. Like you can grow a lot of great stuff over there, which is weird though because it's like such high elevation, but it works. So. Bought some more, we got a couple of alpaca sweaters. And what they, their currency is soul. Ours, you know, dollars, Mexico's pesos. Theirs is soul. And I forget the exchange rate, but your money goes a very long way. For example, the resort, it's like 500 bucks. And I got a full body chocolate massage. The chocolate, again, for those that don't know, is very big over there chocolate, coffee, cacao, shit like that. Um, so, and corn, and potatoes. In fact, salt. Salt over there is huge. I, I posted pictures of going to the salt mines there. And um, they like export 60% go to Japan. Japan has a lot of salt in their diet and they get it from Peru or from uh, the areas around uh, Cusco or Lima. And it, it's just, it's really interesting to see how like certain portions of the world feed entire, not feed, but export to be used by massive populous amounts. Mm-hmm. So like all of Japan, 60% comes from freaking Peru. Didn't know that. I was like, wow, that's interesting. That's why I love global economy, global economics and and buy and trade, because we all need that. Certain uh, resources are natural to Peru versus America versus Europe that you're not going to find anywhere else. So oil being another one of them, drill, baby, drill. Um, but anyway, so on the way back from the resort back to Cusco, we hit the, the textile stuff, visited a lot of local places, small mom and pop places, and it was really cool to see. And then uh, we finished in Cusco And by the time we got back to our hotel and checked in, we're, we're worn down. We've been traveling all day, visiting, seeing, you know, you just get, you're done. You're tired. And that's where the fun really fucking started because, uh, man, it was two nights ago. We got to the hotel in Cusco, back in Cusco. And, uh, we get there, we check in, nice hotel. And I sit down and one things they make really good over there is a potato cream soup. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. So get some of that in me and I haven't eaten all day. And we'll walk around Cusco a little bit more and Sheila got to go hold a baby alpaca. She fell in love with that. Now we got to get an alpaca farm. Apparently chickens and a ferret and a dog fucking aren't enough. So now I got to get a fucking alpaca. Uh, and they are, there are some adorable little shits. They really are like little baby sheep, little baby lambs. Yeah. But um, then the fun really starts. So there you have to be at the airport two hours early. America. Yeah. Same. But you know, we kind of fudge around like you specifically. You'll, you'll try and go. I remember like you, I forget where you're flying. It's like, oh, i will be an hour early, bro. You're pushing it. Well, you also know the airport very well. And you know what days. When you fly enough, because you go to California a lot for your dad. Yeah. So you travel a lot. So you know the ins and outs. You know how DFW is compared to fucking Love Field. You know the times when you shouldn't go. Um. So anyway, you have to be two hours early. So that means the airport is 20 minutes away. We're in, we're in Cusco and our flight is at uh 9.00. So, we got to be there by eight, seven, six. Or, no, no, our flight said, I'm sorry, it was at like eight. So, we had to be at the airport by, checked in, ready to go by, fuck, I forget what it was. I'm sorry, no, no. That was from, because we had to fly from Cusco back to Lima. That flight was at like 6 30 in the morning. So, we had to be there at like four, wake up at three. And, you know, with Sheila, God bless her, I love her. She doesn't have a military bone in her body. So, that means my ass is up. I got to make sure. And I love her to death. She's she sometimes she's like a little girl. I have to wake her up and I get a nice little warm rag, put it on her eyes to wake her up slowly. Cause she's just, she is not a morning person at all. And she'll admit this. She goes, I need my beauty sleep, baby. Um so I gotta make sure we got we gotta go. We we cannot miss these hit times. Cab's coming at uh four, I think at four or whatever. So we were up at three, give her enough time to get ready. We're packed the night before, uh, and none of us slept. We had to be up at three, none of us slept. Like, it's just, I, I don't know. There's something about- It's stuff
1: to do when it's that early. Yeah. Because like, like, I, eh, I don't want to experience that right. waking up
0: at three and I got like, I'm so half dead. So for me, it's like, just get one or two hours of sleep and you'll be okay. Make it through and sleep on the plane if you can. So we're up at three. We're getting everything done. We get to the fucking airport. It's closed. The fucking airport is closed. We got to be there two hours early. And I'm so tired. I'm in give a fuck mode. We're on day seven of vacation. I'm ready to come home. And I know we got a full day of travel ahead of us. I'm not looking forward to this. It's boring. You feel like shit. You're cooped up in the international flights. Folks, all I can say is travel while you're young. You're not going to want to do it when you're older. I'm telling you. That, or you'll be taking longer trips. Because I'm telling you, these international flights, oh my God, they fucking just killed you. It's an entire day done. And you need like a day or two to recover from that that's just how it is. Uh, when you're older, I'm like, I'm mid young. You don't fucking care. Mid to older. You're going to care. It's like, I need some time. I need to, I need to chill. But the one good thing is there's no time difference between us from here to Peru. It's on the same time zone CST. So there was great. No jet lag. Awesome. Um, so we're there early. The airport gates are closed. So we got to get out of the cab and hoof it to the airport through the gates. It's like this makes no fucking sense. This is why you got conquered by the Spanish, you dumb fucks. Makes no sense. You little bastards. You little bastards. America's no different. Let's be honest. Shit we do. It's like taxes. What is this? Anyway, so uh, we, we we hoofed the shit up to, to the airport. It was only like a quarter mile in that long, but it's cold as fuck out. It is cold, bro. It's like it's got to be in like the, the high 30s. Like it's cold. And we get into the airport. It is open. Nobody's manning their stations yet because they're all still asleep or doped up on cocaine. Who fucking knows? And you get in there and it's cold as fuck too. There's no heater in there. Either level, there's no heat. And I'm just like, fuck. So I dig out my shit and I dig out some of the alpaca shit we bought and I wrapped Sheila in her little blanket and I took a photo of that. So we're there at the airport, four o'clock in the morning. It's not even open and we're freezing our balls off. This is great. Just a great time. So we check in finally when they do open up. We got to sit around, wait for the flight, and they're like sloths. They don't move fast or with any sense of urgency or for that matter, like having shit in order at all and i think that's funny because i say this because their culture is the same way that's why you see i think a lot of cultures they prioritize the things they care about over there they say to be two hours early not for the fact of like time by time it's because they move like fucking slugs and they don't care
1: was anybody else that early
0: or yeah was, or did you get you guys uh no it's funny there i'm glad you said that you'll see the white motherfuckers there early the locals they're just trying to go from fucking Cusco back to lima they show up like 30 because they don't fucking care and they know how the system works. We're like, oh, we have to be on top of it. They don't care. They get it. Because that plane, it's not leaving on time. They know that and they're okay with it. So if they're booking a flight at 6 a.m., you're probably flying out around seven or eight. What was the airline? Uh, Sky. Sky Airline. Some weird airline. Never Sounds heard of. fancy. No, not in the slightest. It was decent, but i never heard of it. And it's not like, because some flights, you know, Southwest ain't flying into there. Delta right. ain't flying. It's just, it's all fucking uh, local. Sky is actually based out of, I looked this up, another South American country. That's the main hub. So it's, it's big down for them. So American Airlines for us, Sky is down there for them. So um, we make it to, uh, we go from Lima to Cusco. We go from Cusco to Atlanta. Couldn't get a direct flight. So i are going to Atlanta. So we fly into Cusco and, uh, it's literally get to one terminal or the other and get on the next bird. And it was, we were so glad. I was so glad to fucking just be like, fuck Cusco. Fuck that airport. It's a shithole. Fuck these people. It's like. How is customs coming through Atlanta? I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I, so I that's bought my least favorite airport. Easy as hell. Uh, do you have global entry? No. Get it. Global entry is going to save you a lot of fucking ass pain. Um, I'm not lying about it. global entry costs about hundred bucks. It's good for 10 years. Uh, you have to go do an interview there. You can either do it when you're going through and traveling whenever, or you can drive down there. But I'm telling you this right now, when we got off the bird in Atlanta and you see the lines, oh, it's terrible. And we don't have to do it. We just go through a little, we came back from
1: Mexico. It was yeah.
0: like, that was the first international trip we had been yeah. on as a family. And it was yeah. like, yep. Move it. Yep. It's just in the global entry, you go through that pre-screening, they go, you do an in-depth questionnaire and shit like that. But it's basically, it's like, fine, we know who you are, go through. And they'll, you'll, you'll take the photo, you'll, you'll walk up to the thing. The difference is um, the passport people are like, you know, do you have anything to declare, yada, yada, yada. And you, they only ask you questions for like 30 seconds. That's in any place I've been to, Germany, it doesn't matter. They're all the same. It's like here, business or pleasure, they ask you the mandatory shit. But that 30 seconds coupled with a few hundred people takes a long time. So, with global entry, you just go in there, you look at the little photo thing, scans you, you go to the guy, he's like, oh, John Burke, welcome to the country. That's it. That's it. I paid 110 bucks for that. I'm okay with that. So, all the lines, I think those lines would have taken us at least an hour to two hours to get through. It was so fucking long. So, with global entry coming back into Atlanta, no issue. We were in and out. The process that takes long is waiting for the fucking bags. That's yeah. about it. So, we get the bags and we had to crossload reload back onto uh, a flight from Atlanta to Dallas. So, Again, we've been up since 3 o'clock. We've been up since 3 a.m. And the flight from from Lima to Atlanta is only six hours. I thought it was nine. Thank God it's only six. And so um, I don't sleep on planes. I, I, for some reason, can't. I just, the position of it, I might nod off here and there, get 20 minutes, but I cannot sleep a full night on any plane. I just don't know why. And so <clears throat> we landed in Atlanta and we had a four-hour layover. The Atlanta airport
1: is oh, fucking least
0: favorite. I see why. I can see exactly why. And you know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. So it's fucking Atlanta. Yeah. And that's all I'll say about that. Wink,
1: wink, nudge, nudge. That's the only airport that I consistently lose bags. Mm-hmm. There's no like, professionalism. Yeah,
0: no. It's fucking garbage. So uh, <laughs> I don't give a fuck if people like whatever. And you, you can agree with that. If you've been to the Atlanta airport, you fucking know. Um, so we catch our our uh, other flight to Dallas. We were there for four hours, and we made a beeline for TGI Fridays. It's like, I need a burger. I need something that I know is not going to make me piss yeah. out my ass. So we avoided Taco Bell. Uh, no, we didn't get a TGA Friday. And then we flew out around, like, 8.55, got into Dallas. Um, man, I want to say around, like, 10.30. And then we had to get an Uber back to here because we left a Tesla here and then drove the Tesla back to home, which is about another 30. Minutes. So we got in around, like, 1 a.m. yesterday. Up to a Delta eight, past the, fu- I almost didn't come in today because I was laying in bed. Surprised. Um, uh, bro, it was like nine o'clock this morning. I start to wake up naturally. Normally I'm up around like seven. I, I don't sleep a lot during the night. I usually, I go to bed around like 11 or 12 and I'm up around like seven or eight or six or seven rather. And I go to the gym. So I wake up around nine and I'm feeling good. Like the Delta eight hit perfect. I'm already sleepy, but this is like, I'm going to guarantee you're going to sleep, motherfucker. I'm going, yeah, you go. you getting high as fuck. Get your bitch ass get in bitch bed. Get your bitch ass in bed. So, so <laughs> punk I, uh, get your punk ass in bed. So I'm, uh, like I passed the fuck. I woke up this morning, dude. I was so relaxed. I was like, this is how vacation should feel right now. But I didn't feel this through all of it. I felt it at the resort though. Oh, the resort was gorgeous, dude. But yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. I learned a lot. Getting to witness what Spanish culture has, uh, I don't want to say infected or or impacted or however however you would say it, um, imprinted. Um, There's still a lot of people in Mayans and Incans that do not believe in Christianity. They still believe in worshiping their own original gods. Well, Um,
1: have fun in hell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But uh, it's just, I love it because, you know, you get to see just how mankind has been throughout the ages. Throughout the ages. And it was really cool to see. Now, our next trip, I believe, is in Christmas. We're going to Spain because there's a big tango festival in Barcelona. But we're going to go see Madrid. I want to learn more about Spanish culture now um, because the origins, because there's like, you know, different time periods of, you know, Inca, all this other stuff and different periods throughout time as far as when religion or when Christianity was uh interjected into their culture and you see how it's impacted their art, their everything and how it has two kind of growing periods. One that's like organic to how their culture was originally. And then with uh, Western influence or Eastern and whatever you call it. It's very interesting to see that as far as specifically and like, again, reflected in their art, because if you look at early and in, early Incan art, different than when you see, say for example, European infected art, which is also Spanish, because it talks about a lot of a lot of the paintings, um, they paint a lot about Christ, the monks, Catholic dogma, if you will. And one of the things I didn't know was that the influence of uh, the cloud-like backgrounds and how they painted was originated from um, an artist out of, I want to say, Denmark. That's where that influence came from. So the Mayans adopted that and you see a Mayans, it reflected, it's kind of like, it's interesting if you take like everybody, every country has like a flowing thing of water, just for example, and every country has a color of its own. And you see how each country has kind of poured its own little color in their own and you see it reflected in the art and the food and the religion. And it's like, wow, that's incredible. But Christianity has really influenced a lot of countries, be it good, bad, or it doesn't matter, at the hands of the Catholic church. And I found, I was like, ah, very interesting. Which we all knew, but it, it's it's good to go see it for yourself, to yeah. see the, the monasteries, the, the cathedrals. And I did get to visit one cathedral in um, uh, Lima and just beautiful. Got to see the catacombs underneath beautiful. Uh, But they also shut down the main government building because there was apparently a terrorist threat. Uh, They're going through some serious stuff down there too, as far as left versus right. Because the guy was telling me, it's just so funny how our politics are so, so similar in regards to the level of human corruptibility. And I was like, so what's the deal over here? Why do you hate your government? It's like, well, the president claimed to be a Republican, but he's actually a liberal. I'm like, weird. Funny how that works. Scumbag. They all fucking lie. They all fucking lie. So no, that was Peru. That was Peru. Seven days, more than enough. By day six, seven, it's like I'm ready to come home. I'm ready to get back to home. I like my routine. Haven't been to the gym in a week. I feel it. I feel weak. Um, skinny as fuck. But you know, you just you miss your uh, you miss your things. You know, you miss your your uh, little idiosyncrasies that you don't even realize that you have. I miss you miss your own bed specifically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to be home. I, I, I kind of feel like I want to take a break from traveling so much. That trip we weren't supposed to take until September. But our group found a deal. I was like, "Fuck it, let's go." Didn't realize that. So, um, but you know, for Christmas, I think we'd be going to Spain and to go uh, go see that tango festival and then spend a week touring. Uh, I want to see Madrid and the uh, the coastline there, and learn about Spanish culture and see the influence that is that's had and stuff. So excited to see that. But that's what's on the horizon again. I don't know. Something might pop up. We might take a little trip to because I, w- I want to do more stateside stuff for me and Sheila. Just kind of like do a weekend getaway, like this, that's what Tulum was supposed to be. Would never go back to Tulum. Fuck Tulum. That place is so expensive. Oh, my God. I told you about this. So, anyway. But that place you talked about, that you took your family, that's where we're going to go next time. Isla
1: Mujeres. Isla
0: Mujeres? Yeah. Yeah, that does. Beautiful. Yeah. Couldn't find that in Tulum. And the prices were just insane. Like, I I just, I feel like you you go to certain places with the expectation that your money's going to go far. Like, in Peru, it will. Your money will go far. Like, again, that resort was about $500. But there, that was for a three hour massage that's for the drinks, the food um, to stay there. It's 500 bucks. It's was like, bro, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Uh, and the chocolate massage, it's literally what they say. Like I thought it was gonna be like a chocolate scented body rub. No, we're covered in chocolate. And I'm like, bro, I'm smelling like I'm in the middle of a Willy Wonka gangbang over here. It's like, this is amazing. Did they bring alpacas in to lick it off? No, uh-uh. okay. that'd have been, that'd have been interesting. Then it's real alpaca. You get the authentic experience. No, we got massaged. I needed it. I needed it so bad because my back was still killing me from the night prior when I couldn't fucking sleep. Um, we did the chocolate massage and then a regular massage and God bless those little ladies. They tried. I was like, deep tissue, like work me, like make it hurt, mama. She couldn't. She couldn't. She's so tiny. She she literally had to get up on the bed just to get to my back. And I'm just kind of like, ah, oh. genetic breeding. God bless it. There's a reason the Eastern people have just destroyed your countries. <laughs> You're European, European, European breeding, it fucking works. The Vikings, all this other ugh, the Germans, the Krauts, for crying out loud. Makes sense. Nah. Uh and it's it is interesting that when you see the, the genetic differences in different people from around the world, Mexico, very small small, moderate, Peruvian, but they also said a lot of that was attributed to the elevation because they live at such high elevation, it shortens them. But it's like I don't remember that for the Afghanis, though. But then again, Afghanis, I felt by and large, don't live in such a high altitude as the Peruvians do. So I don't know. It's very interesting to see what the altitude can have as far as impact on the body. It's probably possible because you're living at, you know, that oxygen is so thin, so, but they're, they're accustomed to it. They grow up in that. They, that's all they know. So I don't know, man, it was uh would I visit there if I'd never been there? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Go experience Peru, see the different cultures, learn about the Incan way of life. It, it's interesting. It's it kind of like the stuff we learned in elementary school yeah. that you get to revisit. It's like, Oh yeah, I remember about that. But now you're actually seeing it firsthand. So it was really cool. Um, your money will go far. A uh, best thing to do is bring credit card. They, they take cards everywhere. Don't pull out cash. You might need it from some of the markets you might go to that don't accept card. Most of them do because tourism is one of the biggest things uh, that they thrive off of. So they, they know that I need to have card processors to get most money versus a lot of people aren't carrying cash anymore. Even the alpaca farmer's markets, they got card readers. They know. Like I thought that was so fucking funny because they're they sitting there in like horse-drawn carriages and shit to get from A to B, but they got credit card, but they got machines. Pulled they got their smartphones. They, they charging. do. Yeah. They fucking do. And I'm like, ah, uh, uh, they have to adapt. I, I mean, they know. At least they're smart that they can hold on to the remains of their culture. And their culture's dying. And that's a sad thing to see. It's a dying culture. You know, the younger crowd, they're growing up, they're moving away from the uh those country. They want to go to the cities. And a lot of the cities are becoming, you know, it's it just it, it's dying. You know, there's there's a reason there is a tourist attraction of seeing uh, Incan culture in its pure form. Cause it's, again, it's just not, everything's becoming more modernized. Like look at America. We are not the World War II generation of America anymore. Everything's progressed. Everything's progressed. So it's a pretty cool thing to go see. I would, um, I would definitely do it. If I, I had a lot of people in the comments that I was posting on, they'd been to Machu Picchu. They were giving recommendations. Uh, all I will say is stay the fuck away from the pork. Don't eat meats in third world countries. Just don't do it. It's not worth the risk. All right, folks, that does for today's episode. We've been going for two and a half hours. There's a lot to talk about. I feel like we covered a lot of different bases today. It's good to be back home. The show's going to resume normal schedule. Hey, look, if you like what you've listened to today, feel free to subscribe to us over on kick.com slash John Burke. Look, this really helps us out. And then share the show with your friends. I greatly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, um, getting to come back and do what I love. And again, if you also want to go show us some love at shellshockcbd.com. we've got the Delta 8. We've got the Tattoo Cream. Um, we have the two new flavors coming to you here in the next coming months for the CBD uh, Energy Sticks, which honest to God, do work. They do work. Um, Go check that out on the Delta 8, man. We shipped to all 50 states. We love you. We appreciate you. Hope you guys us today's episode. And we didn't even get to half the shit I wanted to talk about today as far as Joe Biden's Hawaii, Ramaswamy, Rich Man of the North, uh, Atlanta College, all this uh, 82% of New Yorkers call migration an issue. We'll, we'll cover it tomorrow. But anyway. It's all bad stuff. It's all bad stuff. So we'll give you some good shit here. We'll give, <laughs> give you my travels. It's the good shit. So, yeah. All right, man. That's all we got today. Until tomorrow. You, you want to add them, man? You guys have a great day. And until next time. Stay Savage, America.